Well, this has been an undertaking, guys. Sure as. Yep. So this is Tyler's How's it going? Fir- this is Tyler's first time watching Mighty Morphin. How did you like it before we get into this? I gotta say, it was really interesting. Uh of I I gotta say, uh, it definitely felt for for most of like the the monsters. I thought I I'm convinced that uh the the original creators of the Sentai were probably like uh smoking a couple joints. I think that's up be like, yeah, uh, a, a lot of first really monster. To be fair, like they were working like around. The time, like you know, the Godzilla films and like whatnot, like the that that you know franchise has been going a long, long time. Fair enough. And, I, I, yeah. I, I, also, I then Saban got a hold of that same weed. He's <laughs> like, yeah, let's make that pumpkin monster rap. <laughs> yes, the pumpkin monster. Also, uh, the the initial cast were not teenagers with attitudes. They were cardboard cutouts, and you fucking know it. Yeah. Uh, Teleporters 5, overbearing and over-emotional humans. What? The bland ones? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so let's dive into what the purpose of this is really quick. So we're going through every era of Power Rangers, if you're just now finding this video, and kind of doing a retrospective on each era. The internet is going to hate us because we're considering Lost Galaxy in the same Zordon era because it still has repercussions from that. We, because, we go, know, go ahead. We, we know it's post-Zordon, but it still has repercussions from the Zordon era. Yeah, uh, that's like that's like how, uh, how the um, epilogue series for Ash is technically still considered part of Pokemon Journeys. Right. That's a super new uh, reference there, but yes, that is definitely factual there so let's let's break down season one here guys um the how many cuts were in that first episode for the the first morph sequence <laughs> because it was a, a lot. lot a lot yeah <laughs> now if i was gonna if personally if i was gonna rank him i would say season one is definitely the worst season i agree by a landslide yeah and it's not for the fact that it's 60 episodes, because there are plenty of series that can do, like, 60-episode uh, gold, uh, gold Avatar, Former Alchemist, just to name a couple there. Yeah. It's that they didn't know what direction they were going to go in right yeah. there. It's just, yeah. it's the... And I love the fact that um, you look, you talk to any, uh, any um, old-school n- um, nostalgia person, like, Oh, what's your favorite era of Power Rangers? Uh, Mighty Morphin Season One, and it's like, have you watched? Ba- have you watched it back? Have you watched through every single episode? Uh, no. You, you well then, take, you gotta take the rose tinted glasses off. Mighty Morphin is arguably the weakest seasons of the Rangers, but it was a lot of people's first, so they they have that attachment to it, which I totally understand. I have attachment to a lot of things from my childhood. Yeah, I can look back and realize, well, this was objectively kind of shit. Um, it, it is objectively shit, but at the same time, it's the fun. It's the fun kind of shit. The fun where it's like, like what we've done. We've looked back. We've enjoyed it because it's been um, fun, good, fun, good shit to make fun of as well. Right, and you, 
if you can't make fun of things you love, then there's really not a lot there substance-wise. Like, I I love schlocky horror movies, right? And I, I put this in that same package as that. There's, yeah. There's good schlock and there's bad schlock. And recently, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey fell into that bad schlock. Oh, my God. I was waiting for you to bring that up because I saw the, the tweet... Uh... It, was it a tweet that you posted? It was a TikTok, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, oh my god. I have of a movie. <laughs> I have to watch that film now just to see it. Wait just to see how bad it is. Yeah, I was watching it with a friend of mine um, on the high seas, uh, but still, we were watching it. Yeah. And and... I, I didn't really enjoy it that much, uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll let you have your own opinions on it once you watch it. Yeah. And I'll say, and I'll say as well, like um, with Mighty Morphin, I definitely put this in the category of like the same category I would put the um, Paranormal Activity films. I mean, I like them, but I know they're objectively not very good films. But I still get a kick out of watching them. Oh yeah. So uh, let's let's dive into the elephant in the room because we we just like a couple months ago did one on Dino Fury, and a lot of people were saying like Power Rangers gone woke. Uh, how about episode five, where we have the uh, American Sign Language inclusion here? Yep. Uh, yeah, Power I... Rangers has always been doing this type of stuff. It's just that the people who like just watch one episode, like barely at like a class, it's like, oh, they're just now doing X and X amount of thing. They always yeah, and bring uh, these type of episodes in. Yeah. And um, and to add on to that elephant in the room, uh, when people go on about about characters like, oh, they've it's gone well because it has a black it has a black person as a main character. I'm I'm like um, Sack, Sack, right Aisha, Tanya. But like I, I'm I'm just going like to Zach here because he was from episode one. Like there there's there's never been an agenda there. They've always been diverse and you know good with representation even to their own detriment in later seasons looking at season three with the native american <laughs> yeah now yeah now again like i was saying when we watch it to um to their credit to their credit it, the guy playing the native american was an actual native american yeah but they were leaning heavily into stereotyping yeah oh yeah definitely there's not there's not getting away from that <laughs> And they really did lean heavily into stereotyping from the beginning. They made the black person the black ranger, the Asian person the yellow ranger. Apparently, from looking on the wiki, um, Walter Jones himself um, um, apparently was like, "I want to be, I, I want to be um, Sack." I think yeah, Sack he stated was... he stated in actual like actual you know like interviews that he actually auditioned to be the black ranger so uh, re so really they so really we can't we can't say we can't say, we can't say no um yeah we can't really I, say it's a uh oh, sorry i was gonna what yeah. were you gonna say I, that's something i can't fault then like if you wanted to audition for that role in particular yeah and, yeah um, it's like yeah it's that's pretty much what i was gonna say to focus him on given like the hindsight of all the shitty stuff that they did but i'll admit that's something i didn't know yeah. So, fa thank you, Walter Jones, for clearing that up. That. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, 
the, the cheesy one-liners here, like, Great Galaxy Gas, I'll Be Back from Monsters, it, it, it's just a timeless, it's a timeless one. Um, but let, let's skip down to, Luke, you actually have, like, sat down and went through all of the monsters. Oh, and- yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep doing this for all the for all the errors because I guarantee this is not the last this will happen but it's amazing when you if you look back on um on um uh, Power Rangers of just how many actors after Power Rangers went into anime or in this one's case in this note's case anyway um went into being some of the most famous voice actors on the planet with yeah. Madam Woe being Alex Bornstein who uh, voices Lois Griffin? Yeah, and uh, this isn't the last time we're gonna we're gonna see her next season in a very prominent main villain role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, but um, what I am I'm counting now. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, 23 voice actors in Mighty Morphin went into anime at least once, including Bulk's, Bulk's actor. And, and let's talk about Bulk and Skull for a moment here, because they had quite the arc. Like, early on, they kind of could have gotten canceled by today's standards. Um, so could have Tommy, with a lot of his dialogue early on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Like th- a lot of the dialogue aged horribly in this. Like, but that's yeah, what makes it uh, funnier. Oh yeah, 100%. yeah. It's 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 aged like my grandfather, and he's dead. <laughs> I, I I laughed at first, but well, Jesus that's... Christ, that took a dark turn. Uh, yeah, well, that's fair. It was in the it was in the early in the early nineties, so you know. Yeah, and we have different standards for. Like, what is passable now than back then? And that is something that a lot of people stop taking into account in this generation. Is It's a product of its time, and we need to separate it from that. It is your parental duty to explain the media you are showing your children. And I feel like a lot of parents just throw their kids in front of a fucking iPad or in front of a TV and fail to do that. And they retroactively sit down and bitch and moan online that how dare this show from 30 years ago have this word in it and yeah it's the same it's the same kind of uh, parents who don't who just put uh who just put the kids in front of something and be like okay this isn't real don't be doing the don't be doing what is in this thing mm-hmm. like like let's bring up um a recent example here right Here's a somewhat recent example. Like, uh, how many of you guys are familiar with Trauma Films? Uh, I uh, uh, somewhat familiar, somewhat familiar, but only uh, from a Angry Video Game Nerd episode. Okay, so James Gunn worked for Trauma Films uh, before he made like the, his big ticket in the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he did a lot of like the marketing and sort of character. Um, and a lot of those tweets were, like, references to trauma movies that surfaced and got him canceled, so to speak. So, you have those things going and ruining people's careers, but not taking into sense the context of those tweets. Like, 
I, I look to one of my favorites, and it's a very problematic film by today's standards, is Sergeant Kabuki Man. And that movie would never, even by trauma standards today, be greenlit today. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awful what what that movie does. But it is such a fun, stupid, horror-esque, like, movie. But yeah, like, those types of things. You, you would sit down with your kids and be like, we don't say this word. We don't, we don't, we don't use this. We, we don't use this reference here. And we don't utilize some of the language Tommy was doing with the ladies in the early seasons of Power Rangers. Like, yeah, all. yeah. Um, or Bulk and Skull being borderline sex pests early on. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'll let somebody else take the reins for a few moments while I make me another Green Dragon Sword. If you want the recipe for the Green Dragon Sword, it is on our Twitter. Yeah, so uh, I've got some things to say. Um, go, um, uh, going on a more positive note about um, famous voice actors who have been in Power Rangers. Um, uh, this uh, this has not uh, not someone that went into anime, but it's like one of the most um, prolific actors today, Brian Cranston, aka Walter White, who was in episode fourteen as the monster in that. So. Yeah, you want to know where um, Walter? What? Well, oh, now I've just got the image of of Walter White traveling back in time to give the said Thai people don't those drugs to create these monsters. Hey, yeah, that's hey, crazy. Went back survival. all the way in the seventies. That's crazy. Most pure, yeah. most, the most pure crystals ever. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Thank you. But uh, yeah, zeo crystals. Zeo Oh, CLF, yeah. But, of course, um, two of them, uh, anyone who's a fan of anime and manga, particularly Bleach, should know Wendy Lee and Johnny Ong Bosch, a.k.a. Yorichi and Ichigo in the dub of Bleach. And also Richard Epcart, who was the voice of Songetsu. Not our Songetsu, Ichigo's Songetsu. And also Joseph Joestar. Yeah, that as well. So, yeah, it's like um, Power Rangers is like a magnet for, uh, was like a springboard for people who were going to be in the Bleach dub. Oh, yeah. So, having met Johnny Young Bosch, um, after Power Rangers, he kind of fell on hard times because he wasn't getting any roles in acting, and that was kind of like his passion. And this is like a story he told from a panel I went to at a local con. Uh, Red could back me up if he was here. But, um, like, he was borderline homeless, like couch surfing from roll to roll. And then he got into voice acting with stuff like Trigun and, um, like, Bleach and all that. And then that's kind of what springboarded him back into relevancy, outside of like being a musician. Uh, with uh, I forget the name of his band. Somebody can put that in the comments. Uh, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll find the name of the band. But I think Trigon was the first anime he ever did. It was, it was one of the first. Uh, for, uh, for Johnny Young Bosch. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'll pull that up while you pull up his name. Um. Uh. Let me, uh, so... Bad name, Uh, I Shine. Okay. But, um, oh yeah, it was. Trigon was the first that he did. Okay, yeah. So, um, I'm also saving the logo as a PNG so I can make a thumbnail. Um, <laughs> I, I, 
have just woken up before we started recording this, and the first thing I've done is put two very, very strong drinks into my body. So this recording <laughs> will deteriorate over time. Um, so what and, else is new? Uh, no, not, not there's nothing new here. So can can we talk about the Green with Evil arc in, in particular here? Because yeah, it, cause... it it's like nostalgia wise one of the most popular things, and it helped kind of springboard like the Lord Dracon stuff in the comics. But also, it was a mess going back and watching it because it was some of the most cuts, some of the most jump-worthy editing I've ever seen in, like, film. And I, like like I said, I watch a lot of schlocky horror movies. So, diving back into this, having, like, the last time I watched this, this particular season of Power Rangers was, like, right when the channel started. And I didn't notice it then because I didn't do so much editing. But now that I'm more in editing, I'm like, oh my god, that's a lot of cuts. That's a lot of jump cuts in particular. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. Particularly um, jump cutting to Jason fighting Goldar and, uh, and Tommy and cutting back again. Like, you really could have just had one episode where it was just Jason versus Goldar and Tommy. You didn't have to have the other characters there. Episode 32, my only notes were Tommy canceled, disjointed, double episode footage, and mispaced mess. Um, and we watched season one like a month ago. So Yeah, I, I, episode 32, I was just like poorly paced and dragged. Mm-hmm. But they used like, yeah, multiple you... episodes of Little Sentai to kind of burn through footage here. Yeah. Um, and also as well, one one thing which will, uh, that was said in that in the Green of with Evil um, uh, episode episode five, which we'll get into because there's a lot of them, like stuff coming out of nowhere, like what prophecy, like sort of mentions the prophecy has been fulfilled, like what prophecy? Yeah, and prophecy of the prophecy, Luke. <laughs> what? It- yeah, it's like it, it's like as well. If we go back to episode six, where Bulkus go had those henchmen, it's like where where did these guys come from? Oh yeah, more useless than Richie, I put. We will get to Richie. We will get to Richie. Glorious uh, Richie. And of course, the biggest continuity er- error is that. Uh, is that Jason already knows what the power sword is because in the first episode he goes power sword and then sword is like this is the power this is the power sword it's like he already knows what the power sword is wait till we get to the bikes wait till we get to the shark cycles it's just it's yeah. just writers shenanigans is like they had one writer work on an episode and then the previous writer didn't read like the previous script because why would they uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. the kids show the kids don't have that much of a yeah. span People 30 years in the future aren't going to dissect this shit. Now, okay. Surely they wouldn't. What I will, what I will say about uh, Mighty Morphin is that, uh, it, particularly season one, is that early on it has one of the biggest uses of foreshadowing, episode 10, where they mention alien rangers. Literally three, uh, like, like two and a half years before that actually comes to fruition. Like they were more of like covering their bases. Like if they wanted to do something like later on, they already established that mm-hmm. was a thing. Yeah, um, and of course we caught. And of course, one of my favorite things is Billy having a bajillion love interests. So did yeah, you see... it's like 
Go ahead, Tyler. It, it was like freaking love interest roulette. Like, who are we gonna have Billy show interest in today? It was, it was like that one bald guy from like like Seinfeld just constantly kept getting like date after date or like almost every episode. Yep. So did you see the the tweet that David Yas put up uh, a couple days ago? No. So yeah, he had to break down because um, of course he did because he's getting really stupid. He's like, I am gay. Billy likes women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's nothing that, that, and to all those people out there there is nothing wrong with a gay guy playing a straight guy right like it's not that fucking hard it's acting that is his entire job to be like oh cool yeah it's like it's like when it's like um when i get um um when i get like really um it's like, why can't I, I? I mean, I'm asexual, but why can't I play like, say, a gay guy? I know, I, I know gay people, so I should be allowed to play it. It's, it's, it's so stupid. Like the entire job of an actor is to portray a role. It's not to be themselves while playing the role. Because um, if that's the case, why, what, uh, just cast, just cast the actor based on it. Like, oh, okay, so you're an asexual white British guy. You can only play those roles. Imagine how few roles I would have, you know. Yeah, that, that would it's be kind of like my. Oh, sorry, Kenyon. Go ahead, Zangetsu. Yeah, it's also kind of like my issue with like the voice acting industry. You can literally voice whoever you want as long as you have the voice range to do so. Right. And then people are like limiting them based off of like they have to have X like skin color, and it's like. Okay. Well, that defeats the purpose of voice acting. Yeah, and even then, it's still not good enough. Um, not naming any names, the uh, English dub for me, uh, Miko in My Hero, when people were like, "Oh, You're she doesn't sound black, black enough." enough. Yeah. It's like Which if that's not racist, if that's not the most racist, person. if that's not the most racist thing I've ever heard, no, I don't know what is. You're a light-skinned person. You're not allowed to play a dark-skinned character. Okay, then you are exactly what they you are considering the casting director right here. Yeah, you are exactly the issue. Like, please <laughs> leave. <laughs> please leave the fandom. The door is over there. Um, yeah, that was my issue with like the whole Apu um thing going on, and then like I saw Miracle like early on on the channel, so I'm to see. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Um, but yeah, no, that was a thing he literally seemingly had to tweet about because they're like. But you like the the one alien ranger, so you can't be gay. <laughs> so you want to know what's funny? You you actually want to know what's um funny about all of this? Is that that okay? There's this show in England called Gogglebox, which is basically reaction the series where they get I a group where they get a group of families together and they react to British shows mm -hmm. and they uh, and they basically record that. One person um, saw a program which had David Tennant as like a um, infamous serial killer, and they were like, "So wait, it's not who a it's not who a murderer now." I'm sorry, what? That is that is legitimately what they said is to Evan the port. Peter secretly Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I saw that, I was like, uh, "Excuse, excuse me, but." Last time I checked, I'm just gonna use what a, a role I'm playing at the moment. Last time I checked, I am not a, I I am not the 
the king, uh, the fake king of um, Milan, who's trying to who's trying to kill my brother. I fucking hate the internet. I really do. <laughs> uh, what does what does everybody think is like the most like disjointed episode of season one? Because I like I've noticed a few. Oh, that's so bad. Four uh, was pretty bad because like you had even the music cues off ba- off balance. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Goldar's music kicking in like three minutes early. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Um, or like, how about the like? I I there was like a lot of like close-ups of Squat and Babu in Rita's palace, it, like getting up in their grill. Oh. Let's go do some dumb shit. Yes. Oh, we're going to be the plot device for this episode, everyone. Actually, that's actually quite a quite a good impression, Tyler. Thank you. I practice. Okay. Um, but I'd say any episode that has like obvious dub overing, like we talked about, um, voice voice offers, like um. I had one in uh, for episode eleven, like Trini's cousins. You can tell it is dubbed over, and it just sounds awful. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bad dub overs, especially like some of them with like the child actors because they don't want them to pay them extra. Oh yeah, in season two, especially in season, especially in season one, a lot of characters are dubbed uh, over so they don't pay them extra. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they would count them as um, what's the role? Not not a full acting role, but it's just uh, you know. I I saw it in like the 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 credits, but I can't remember the term they used. I forgot the term. Apologize in advance for that. (laughs) But it's really bad in season two, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, so who is out of season one? Who is everybody's favorite character? Billy. Billy. Definitely Billy, for sure. Billy for the Rangers, and I I gotta say, Madame Woe was my favorite villain out of, like, the, the, the one-off villains. But I will forever have a soft spot for Finster. I will as well, like, um, uh, as well. Not only because he has the same voice actor as Lord Zed. But he's so the footage of his... awesome. Yes. He's like... He's like get paid enough around here. Yeah, he's like he's like the he's like the um old uh, old employee who's just like I just want to retire now. I don't quite have enough to retire, but I'm so fed up with the bullshit around here. Yeah, I will I will like Billy was my favorite just because of his uh, just because he he's a he's a geek he, he he's a he's a legitimate geek that actually kicks ass. Oh yeah. Also because Billy is arguably the most fleshed out. At- out of all of them, oh yeah, you yeah see definitely. his uh, progression as a fighter, like uh, like uh, throughout the series, you notice like at first he's just like bumbling around in order to like hit stuff, and then eventually you see him like going off. But eventually... you don't you don't really see that that often with like especially in this series. It's usually everybody knows how to fight at the jump. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and especially text for you guys to see. This is Finster in the comics. Um, and I'm going to get to a little bit of the comics because I think I'm the only one here that reads them. But, um, yeah, he's a fucking force to be reckoned with in the comics. Uh, so the first one there on the left in Discord is Finster 5, and that's from the Shattered Grid arc. 
And then the, the one on the right is actually from the current arc where Rita turns into Mistress Vile. And she bodies fucking Lord Zed in the comics. Like, straight up, Lord Zed is tailed between his legs going back to fucking Zordon. Uh, and, yeah, it, she's terrifying. And Finster is the one who kind of helps instigate the downfall of the Rangers so, temporarily here in the comics. So, this, nice. this dude is hella nerfed in the show canon, but the comic canon, he is... He, he's terrifying, and I love him so much in there. He made the throne of Lord Zed into a monster that beat the shit out of the Rangers, and they had to leave the auxiliary Green Ranger that is one of uh, Kim's love interests in it behind. Like, they had to leave one of their own behind to even survive. That <laughs> is sick if I've ever, if I've ever heard it. So yeah, I love his little his little clay monsters. Like whenever they show the footage of them, then they're just like moving their little hands and arms. So cute. So yeah, that's just a little touch into the comic canon. I definitely recommend diving down the boom hole if you are an old school fan, because there's a lot there for you. I've I have advocated for the boom comics unpaid for years. <laughs> so go go read them. Um, and if you can get your hands on them, because I know it's very difficult, like, the hardcovers have, like, bonus comics inside of them with, like, expanded stories, um, including, like, the origins of Mistress Vile is inside of one of them, uh, the most recent Go-Go Power Rangers, uh, hardcover. But yeah, uh, back to the actual show. Uh, yeah, I find uh, also kind of funny, because later on we meet her dad, so essentially we just... She's just going by her last name. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess her full name is Rita Repulsa File. Yes, yes, basically. Uh, and she, I, I don't know exactly how hard it is because it's still like midway through the story arc, but she kind of is like fulfilling the role of like the the ultimate evil in this uh, universe. Uh, Zordon and. Zed, like I said on the Discord, uh, in the mod chat, uh, kind of prepping for this video, are of the same race. They're Eltarians, um, which I think was kind of, like, Zordon's actual, like, origins was kind of touched on inside of the 2017 movie, I believe. But, uh... I have not seen that movie yet. I have it on Voodoo, so I'll, I'll screen share it one day. It's, it's terrible, but it's hilarious. Um... But yeah, it's it's interesting kind of diving into this lore and expanding on it. Like, the Zeo Crystal pays uh, an even bigger role inside the comics than it does here in the Zeo Quest arc in Season 3. Um, yeah. um, one thing I really want to bring up, uh, uh, quickly going back to Billy, is um, one of his really... But um, really, really stupid but awesome, awesome inventions that is coming back in the 30th anniversary... The rad bug. The fucking rad bug. The rad bug is a significant, like you know, yeah, it's thing not... in in Tokusatsu history for both of the series, which is funny. Yeah, it's like <laughs> how on earth did Billy invent a flying car? I, I mean, it definitely wasn't magic like Harry Potter, but it it definitely kind of 
I, I stand by the fact that this flying car in the Chamber of Secrets in Harry Potter was inspired by the fucking rad bug. Fight me. It had to have been. And also, I just find it funny. Like, I just think about, like, Saban in a room full of people. It's like, now how are we going to use this flying car footage that we got from Toei? The nerd. Give it to the nerd. Of course, the nerd. Good. Good. You get a bonus. But but the actors don't. We're <laughs> the not, actors get we're not a pay this. cut. You get a tenth of a penny. I must buy more food. I must buy more sheet cake for bulk and skull bits. Sheet cake is not cheap. Like even back then. Like I don't know. <laughs> I I really wish I could look at the, the like Saban financials for how much they wasted on food and diapers in the show. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, by the way, since you brought up the diapers, we need to talk about what I believe is the stupidest bit in any Power Rangers season. In, 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 no, 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 no. That comes in Turbo, Luke. That comes in Turbo. Oh, no, no, I can stomach that. I can stomach that, pun intended. <laughs> but, yeah, the the first part of the Ninja Encounter, which introduces um, Adam, Aisha, and Rocky. So we're just um, skipping the season two here? Uh, oh, we can go back if there's anything okay. else anyone wants to speak up on season one. Uh, so yeah, um, there was one episode in which they would literally, like, jump into the sword. They would handle the, the quote-unquote conflict. And... Like they literally re-summon the Zord just for to have another Megazord fight. And <laughs> I forgot which episode it was in. I did but not it, write that down, but I do remember that. Yeah, I did not I did not write that down as well. Um I think it was I think it was the uh what it was post Madam Woe, I remember that. Was it the yolks on you or something like that? Now, I might be wrong, but I remember it was at least one episode in season one that did this. Uh, on you. Or two heads better than one. It was either one of them. Uh, it looks, it looks like it might have been Yokes on You. It, it was just so disjointed, and it felt like I was watching two episodes at the same time. Yeah. Either way, yeah, I know what you're talking about, and it is ridiculous. Um, but we also have one one thing here with Pudgy Pig, right? Pudgy Pig. Which is arguably, like, one of the most famous monsters in all the Power Rangers, because... And then to be real, it's a pig that uh, has a bottomless lunchbox. And it is utilized multiple times here because uh, it's used in, like, the uh, the recap episode as well. Because um, it has even a... even referenced, like, throughout a couple episodes. Right. It's, it's definitely... Uh... Can we talk about the bottomless lunchbox here? And the fact that also we, we beat the monster by making him vomit. Yeah, which, I, which makes sense. Which ironically isn't the last time they beat a monster. 
by making them vomit. No, it's yeah, no, 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 no. I overeat by overeating them. There's a monster in, in um, Mystic Force that kind of gets defeated that way. Is it there one in? I don't want to say Beast Morpher first. It's a it's a trope. Like it's like it's, it's happened multiple times. Season. I, I th I'm pretty sure there was a Nickelodeon season where they did this. Probably gonna happen like at least once. Yeah, in probably multiple seasons. Yeah. Um, uh, it might have but... been Dino Charge because I saw some footage from it. Um, but anyway, like we have that. We have like Jazz Hands Grumblebee was a note that I took. Oh, Jazz! And of course, we have the Rapping Pumpkin. We can't forget the Rapping Pumpkin. And, uh, and Tyler... the thing I don't miss is rapping monsters. And, and, Please and, and let Tyler, them go away. And Tyler, I hate to tell you, like, there's at least two more rabbing villains. Um, oh come on! <laughs> we need, we need to get a compilation of every single rapping I, villain. I, like I hate we are, it. like the Paradox Brothers from Yu-Gi-Oh, the rapping pumpkin, the rapping dog from the uh, from the animated Titanic I, I, movie, the rapping I'll shark from other... from my personal channel of rapping villains. Like, mm -hmm. um, but at least I actually mind like the the Paradox Bros. They weren't like ear grating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, no, but no, also no, no, like uh, fucking little ooze. Um, the stupid Gucci Gang idiot took inspiration from the fucking um, the rapping pumpkin. Um, I, I stand by that. Um, fight me in the comments. Um. Yeah. And um, and just quickly, uh, just quickly, another thing I wanted to bring up as well because I've got it up here for like episode episode forty four. The first time a police officer actually shows up. <laughs> Listen, it's hard to f hire a police officer when there's a monster every day. Okay. Right, how are they going to afford most of them, Luke? Like, the city constantly keeps getting destroyed. Like, the insurance is, yeah. like, up, like, sky rocket yeah. high. To the point that point. they have an abandoned, uh, like, Angel Grove has a canonically official abandoned buildings district. And a, an abandoned quarry. <laughs> and an abandoned quarry. And it only, the only businesses it has are a... Oh, a mall. Wait, can we get a can we get a like a, a at a school? Right. Can we get like a hands up for like the 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 MVP of Tokusatsu history, the the quarry? <laughs> give the clap, everybody! Yeah. Give the clap. No, no, no. The MVP is is back explosions. No, it shows up the most, Luke. Yeah, that's like, why. The quarry is in almost every season of Sentai. Zangetsu's right there. And common yeah. writer. Oh, oh, and, oh my! And, and fucking Ultraman, it's in there a lot too. Like, despite the fact that they're like not connected, yes. <laughs> like it, it, it's just Tokusatsu standards. It's like it's crazy. Um, I, there was a couple Godzillas like that same quarry seemed to appear too. That's because they own that lot. <laughs> yeah, totally owns Wait, that lot. They, they actually own it. Yes, they own like a large like like segment of like Japan, and they use that just exclusively for like shoots and whatnot. That's why in certain things you'll see that same like um like parking lot. Like even keep in, showing up. Like, ironically, even in like animated shows, it's referenced. Like you have like abandoned fights inside of Dragon Ball and shit popping up inside of like what looks like that quarry. It's a reference shot. Um. 
but yeah, so um, let's let's just go to season two and get it out of uh, the way. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, actually, one other thing, uh, quickly, is um, when we get um, near the tail end of season one, the return of an old friend. You're just there scratching your head all this time, wondering where the hell has Tommy been? Oh yeah. Well, he, he, was, he was fighting to be the, the most paid actor in Power Rangers history, apparently. Yeah, that um, is. I, he was about to have like his own show, but then that got squashed. But yeah, that is legitimately my only note in capitals for for Return of an Old Friend. Where the hell has has Tommy been all this time? Well, he was going to be Ryan Steele in VR Troopers, and then they gave it to another uh, actor. Yeah, um, yeah. And then that's why they kind of shoehorned the White Ranger plot into um, the season two, which we'll get all to right. eventually. Um. Z-Putties are the arguably canonically weakest villain, uh, the weakest henchman. Yeah, they're canonically the weakest mooks because they have a giant Z on them. Once you figure out that weak spot, well, it's um, easy. Well, to be, to, to be, to be fair, um, also, one of the things we missed out, the saber-toothed tiger is not a dinosaur. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah look, like, Three, like, three, three I know, right? team doesn't have dinosaurs, in case you didn't realize. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I only picked that up because of what I have for the mutiny um, uh, opener for season two, because I have another issue with the swords about that. But the first one I want to talk about is like, uh, is like how dirt biking is more important than safety because they're literally being attacked by the monster and they're still dirt biking. We gotta, we gotta finish this race, Luke. We gotta finish this race. We must we, we risk get the life money. for charity. We must. No, they gotta risk. get the money for charity because they gotta rebuild the city, Luke. <laughs> The city ain't gonna rebuild itself. No stupid. But like, say, you know what I did? You know what I did in high school slash college? I was in, I was in plays. I was doing clarinet. I was, uh, I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh. But you know what I wasn't doing? Dirt bike racing. Can I ask a question, Luke? Was your city destroyed every other week by evil witch? Uh, nope. But my sanity was. That's why they're doing it, Luke. So I, I did a lot of extreme sports in high school, and that's why I'm in the situation I'm in now medically. Um, but you you have you have different like in England you have a lot more focus on the arts, and you have a lot more focus on like actual you know important things. Here in America, you have cities that have one bar, one hardware store, and one general store. Or, or like Angel Grove, where you have a juice bar, a a strip mall, and a high school. <laughs> like you would kind of make your own activities in those types of cities. Um, and for for me, like personal anecdote, like I fucked my shoulder up because I decided BMX racing, like the guys from uh fucking the X Games, was a good idea, and made a makeshift ramp out of like two picnic tables and a bunch of milk crates that I acquired from our local general store. I'm pretty sure the statute of limitation is up for that. And uh <laughs> like you just made your own fun and your your neighborhood buddy's dad is begging your parents not to sue them because you broke your shoulder on their front lawn. 
Yeah, and I think it's more and I think it's more apparent that we don't tend to have dirt bikes in England. No, it's There's a too ton rainy. of dirt bikes here. <laughs> yeah, but I think no, I think it's to do with the fact that they do every single thing under the sun and yet still have time to be the Power Rangers. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Logically, they would be the most burnt out human beings on the planet, and we don't really talk about that enough. But there's no way in hell until season three it starts to show with Kimberly. Like, yeah. In fact, in fact, in fact, uh, in fact, when was the last time any of them slept? Well, we assume at the end of every episode they go home and they do their homework and they do their their nappy poos and everything. And while they're doing the nappy poos, that would be the perfect time for Sen and Rita to cast a monster. But these right in the middle of the night, but I'm guessing they go to sleep around that time, too. <laughs> yep, because even the most evil villains require some rest. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, uh, I mean, have you seen the parties they have? The, they look pretty entertaining. Very. Yeah, like... They oh. they know how to party. Let's just dive into that. They know how to party. I would love yeah. to be to a monster mm -hmm. party with them. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, said it's the party free. Okay, thanks. I'm coming in. Here, here's some that reminds me, the wedding and the 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 shocker of the year at that point you know, as I watched. It was like, wait, Zed's Jewish? Shalom! Shalom, motherfuckers. I'm Jewish. I, I just want to go back and ask, like, like Saban, it's like, what, 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 what's the deal with the evil Jewish o overlord? What, what, what do you, you want to... Like, you want to mortgage Saban? Yeah. Um, but, oh, 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 but another thing I want to talk about is that, um, it, um, Quickly going back to the mutiny, um, very briefly. Billy's device in that episode has to be like one of the weirdest things it's ever caught. A jamming device that is essentially a microwave running on C batteries. God. They it's... had to work with the footage. <laughs> it's... it's so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid, okay? Like I know. Most of Billy's inventions make no fucking sense. <laughs> and I understand, like Zongetsu said, they they have to work within the footage. But my brother in Christ, who is hunting down <laughs> sea batteries in the middle of a fight with monsters, okay? Oh my god. It sounds I, like something out of, like, RVB or, or like, some sort of, like... It really um, does! My favorite part is like, oh, I, I put the batteries in wrong. <laughs> no, no, right? He did put the batteries in wrong. You're right. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So, the, season two was the beginning of the White Ranger, you know, the Wayne. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, but before we get into that, uh, one of the no I had is just the amount of times the Rangers get turned evil. Like, literally, two episodes back-to-back, -back, we had Rangers turning evil. We had the bully the bully arc, and then we had the Wish Rangers. Yeah. And it's just like, how many times do Rangers need to be evil? Uh, once per season, sometimes twice per season, apparently. Uh, yeah, it happens a lot. 
Yeah, it, it happened to Tommy like a dozen times. And then Catherine in season three a couple times. Um, like the residual effects of like Rita still might be lingering all the way into Zeo. Um, yeah. Not wanting to spoil anything for Tyler because like all he has watched at this point is like Mighty Morphin and Dino Fury. That's why, like, I was in the in the Discord just dodging around, like, plot points with Zangetsu. Wait, 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 wait. What well, that have one, you, I was uh, just no, no. referring to, like, question, the, question. The, like, um, the season in you... which they were in Angel Grove. Yeah, yeah. just one quick question. Have you watched Dino Fury, Tyler? Because I don't remember you watching it. No. No, he oh, didn't. I... Oh, God. shit. That's right. He didn't. He, like, we still had to show him Dino Fury. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I, I generally forget. I genuinely forgot that he wasn't a part of the Dino Fury episode of this. So this is like he's a virgin of Power Rangers, as weird as well. Not a, vir- not a virgin anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he's lost his he's lost, lost his, his Power, Power Rangers virginity. And also, as well, now that he's now that he's lost it, he um he can safely um point out the flaws with um Nostalgia Critics Power Rangers the movie review. Like I said said to him last night when he went. Oh, if Focus Skull hate the Power Rangers, why are they hanging out with them all the time? Uh, newsflash, Nostalgia Craig, they don't. They want to understand their identity. Um, I actually really love the Power Rangers. Like, I don't know where he got that from. Well, I mean, the Nostalgia Critic isn't the brightest bulb on the fucking tree. Oh, yeah, he just cherry-picks oh. stuff for the, like, to cherry-pick about, but oh, yeah. he doesn't actually watch the yeah. thing in which he's critiquing yeah. most of the time. But, uh, anyway, let's get on to the elephant yeah. in the room with the White Ranger, Richie. The the least uh, the least used uh, the most useless character ever to grace any season of Power Rangers. What was the point of him? It, it, the point of him was to be a red herring. That's what. That's Stupid. That's like, literally his entire purpose. Red herring man. Anybody who anybody who <laughs> watches anybody who watches Mighty Morphin and remembers Richie, can you tell us what did he do besides for just stand behind the bar and smile? Nothing. Um, That's literally all he did. So <laughs> I, I will literally I will literally pay I will honest to God pay someone a hundred pounds and you can quote me on this. To find out what Richie's purpose were was in the series, besides being a red herring and being uh, eye candy for the ladies, particularly Trini, even though she was, even though she already had a perfectly good love interest in Billy. I mean, Trini has plenty of love interests. Um, but so Richie was replaced by a character named David in the comics, and he was the red herring for. Uh, Promethea, which you will get to a little bit uh, further into the series here, uh, for those who know what Lost Galaxy is about, you you get a little bit of nod to that there, and um, he becomes the Green Ranger too in that. But um, outside of that, like Richie was basically that red herring. In case Jason David Frank. Wait, wait, wait! You're telling me that Richie also got shafted in the comics. Richie didn't exist in the comics. Uh, That's actually hilarious. Yes. That's uh, even more hilarious than yeah. him actually getting shafted. Now, I will say, 
I will say this. I will say this about Richie. No disrespect to his actor. In fact, rest in peace. But at the same time, you you deserved better. Oh, he did. He he deserved to be a bigger role, and that's something that Saban is really bad at. Is like the the characters that were the red herrings in their plot lines definitely got fucked over the most because they would because be there. Richie could like go ahead like. I don't know if it, like, registered in Rita, in Rita or Zed's head. It's like, ah, this Richie fellow seems to hang out with the Rangers a lot. We could use them to sabotage them. 100%. Behold, my new Ranger, the Dookie Brown Ranger. Ironically, another coin I, in order to do that, but... Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> ironically, in the whole 30 years of Power Rangers, we've never had a Brown Ranger. No, we haven't. Yeah, in Power Rangers, you're right. In Sentai, I think we did. Yes. Yes, there yeah, is a Brown But not in Power Rangers. Never been a Brown Ranger for some reason. I mean, allegedly the Death Ranger is going to become canon, and I don't trust the Illuminati with a... I, 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 I saw that, and I, was like, and I was like, yeah, you've been wrong about several things before, like the whole Hasbro... Um, Ties with... yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me just put a carbosh on that one. It's like they've used too many of the costumes and designs from that. It would literally make them lose money because they would no longer have access to the Power Ranger suits because they're from June Ranger. They wouldn't have access to the White Ranger suit because that's from Dirate and a lot of other suits. Like, they would lose Car Ranger, O Ranger, fucking Kaka Ranger, and Ninja. They would lose all of that. Like, it was. It would be horrible for them, business wise. Meaning, no fucking merch sales. Meaning, you know, Aspro would arguably lose the bulk of their profits because fucking nostalgia marketing is a motherfucker. It, 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 yeah, it, no Pudgy Pig! <laughs> no, it, we couldn't fucking release seven versions of Pudgy Pig for every convention. No. No putties. <laughs> no tangos. None of the best character. No, the tangos are actually uh, original. Um, oh right, 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 right. Um, we wouldn't have the cogs. We wouldn't have any of that shit. Like it's stupid. But also, like the fact that they were wrong about they were wrong about that, and like most of the stuff that they've said, like post twenty nineteen, has been blatant bullshit. Uh, they've been right on one or two things, but like. Arguably, like, their track record is, like, so spotty at this point, like, that you can't believe that. I would love for the Death Ranger to show up. Um, like, the only appearance we've had him in, outside of, like, the original Sentai, was Shattered Grid. And even then, mm -hmm. he was, like, a character in the background of a battle. <laughs> and I want to clarify this. This does not mean that, like, I think, like, like... Like Telway and like Super Sentai, they're holier than now. They do no wrong. I'm just clarifying, like business wise, that would be a terrible decision for right. them to do so. Oh, one hundred percent. I totally agree with you there. Um, there's yeah. some things I think Power Rangers does right, and I'll praise them for. And there's some things I think that Telway does yeah. wrong. Yeah, and Sentai does a lot of stupid shit. Like, like Telway is. Very bad, especially in like their animation department. Um, uh, One Piece. Um, uh, bleach, need we? Need bleach, we? But, um, 
uh, I was just going to say, need we forget the infamous scene in uh, in um, Wano with the whole wrestling uh, wrestling arena, which uh, went on for a minute. The, the I would definitely say they the did a lot cars. better um, with One Piece, but it it took them a while to actually do so. Which is... Yeah, it took them what three seasons to fix the animation inside of Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> yes, and I'll blame that more on. Please do more like seasonal stuff instead of trying to do like season all like, your seasons yeah, like that, year round. Yeah, this is what this is what I don't this is what I don't get about it. Like they can do it for Super Sentai. Mm-hmm. Why can't why can't they do it? Why can't they do it for the animation? They rotate their series out is why. They but they try to run everything animation wise concurrently. Yeah, don't do that. You're right. You're one hundred percent right. Like like, look, um, uh, look, look to say what you want about like the animation quality, but if you look to like a series like Doctor Stone, who releases its seasons every two years, it it's got a good adaptation, mm-hmm. and it's paced properly, and it's yeah, it's not it's not a mess of like let's let's zoom out of this by now, like, granted, like running like running like seasonally doesn't mean like they'll get like extraordinarily amount of breaks but at least give them some breaks yeah rather yeah. than almost none yeah and i'm not saying i'm not saying do do like do like extraordinary breaks but like say do do, do a season then take like what six months off because before coming back and doing another one not even like six months they couldn't do that to make it like seasonally they had to like like three off and then rest and then yeah, it's it's very hard to determine like the pacing of it, but you can tell. At least in like your your example of Doctor Sun, you can kind of tell like where TMS kind of dives in and out of production periods. Yeah, but um, with Toei, it's like every week. Like here, here's a One Piece episode. Here's a like here's a Dragon Ball episode. Back when I was airing, and they were splitting that staff pretty heavily. Whereas, like, with Super Sentai, like, it's it's actors, it's actual actors, there's a lot less to cut, there's a lot less to uh, workload there, because it's live action. The, the only, like, animation direct style thing would be, like, the special effects, like, here's the explosion, here's the, here's the, the monster footage, we're blowing that up and making it, like, 3,000%, and it's, like, in the background. But yeah, that's kind of like the difference there. With the monster, they don't really have to even do that. Like all they have to do is just have like the the cameraman like be under them, be right. under the monster costume, and then shoot. <laughs> let me let me throw my grenade that I'll I won't call a grenade. It's my growth bomb or my growth. I thing. love that. I love that. I yeah, love I love that. I I love that as well. It's one of my favorite things from. Die, die which they they get, pull the grenade and then they blow but, themselves up. I will I will say one other thing I love is just like the uh, it's just like the mo- the monsters uh, saying stuff that make absolute that make absolutely no sense. Like in the episode Song of Guitardo, which uh, Guitardo has to be one of the stupidest names for a yeah, monster if ever. You say it too fast, it sounds like something very inappropriate. I know, <laughs> but like. It, a, a guitar, a, a guitar with no strings and no puck. It's like, how does that even work? 
I mean, magic. Season, season two also gave us one of the most memed episodes ever in episode 12 because it's the duct tape staff episode. Oh, yeah, the clear tape on the staff because it's, it's the, broken. It's the, green, it's the green no more episode, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, oh my god, because it's the episode with the Dark Rangers, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Wizard yeah. Rangers. Um, yeah. The, the fucking Halloween Party City Power Rangers. Party yeah, City outfits look better than that, I've seen them. Which, by the way, by the way. I had um, a Party City Power Rangers outfit as a kid. And, of course, they're transferred characters. The, like, it's like... The Angel Grove is so poor that they have to transfer students in. <laughs> please, please raise our test scores, please. <laughs> it's like because I put that, I put that in my notes. Transfer character number one million and twenty-three. Oh. Well, people are constantly leaving uh, well, because of really the monster them, attacks, though? and the and people are in the city is like putting out incentives in order for people to come into the city. It's like <laughs> early two thousands Detroit. Please come work in our city. <laughs> what you think? It's like that one episode of South Park where all their physicals, where all their like physical t exams are like bogged down by Cartman, but instead of Cartman. It's it's their test scores being bogged down by bulk and skull. <laughs> no, it's because being, they're that stupid. Right, it's bulk and skull and the monster attacks every week. <laughs> I swear to God, Bulk just farted next to me and it smelled like a nuclear bomb went off. I want to leave, Dad. Okay, honey. <laughs> uh, between that and the the fact that there's an evil space witch that just destroys the city every other week, let's let's leave. Yeah, and it's, this one time she had a wrapping pumpkin, it was terrible. Which, by by the way, by the way, uh, I am going to be gnawing and banging on my wall when we get to future seasons where people try to deny the existence of monsters. <laughs> well, that's that's more of like them trying to like make the status quo because they're not like directly connected. Like a like, but with a certain season I talked about with with Vex, it, that doesn't work because it's like directly connected with that one. But I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that um, when we get to in space. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but one thing I will say about the Dark Black Ranger, um, if anyone's played Ultimate Spider-Man, it's the same guy. It's the same guy that does the voice for Miles Morales. Oh, interesting. Um. Can we talk about the fact that Zed has his own fucking language? Uh, is it is it Zeddy Poo language? No, 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 no. Like on the on the notes and on the treasure maps and everything that he has left inside of like all of his plots, he has his own language. It seems like like we we saw it in uh, episode ten here. Uh, where I just labeled it like the Zedanese note, and where Trini's falling for Richie, like falling in love with Richie. Can, instead of can like... we talk about the weird thing with like with like Zed Z? God, it's in the it's in the Jew Ranger font every time I see it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, like one hundred percent, it's ridiculous, like. I hope in Cosmic Fury we get like the the 
actual like base form of Lord Zed, because that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, though, we uh, episode twelve has another episode of the the evil rangers and um we have billy being the biggest prick out of all of them the the alternative to billy which was stewart wait that was his name yes yes stewart i looked up his name because i'm like i have to talk about this character because like you have the nerd being the actual worst bully out of all of them and it, it just kind of struck me. It's like, when you're bullied so much, you kind of turn into that bully. Because I kind of went down that path a little bit in high school. Like, I, w- I was bullied a lot, and then I turned into the guy that would bully the bullies. And it, it wasn't really a good thing for me academically, because I got suspended a lot in school because of it. <laughs> so, uh, so, um... Uh, Fex, I've just got one thing to ask you. Are you getting any royalties for from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Uh, no, I, I had to talk to the Pokemon company about that. Um, yeah, because I definitely I, need but, to serve some uh, residuals there. Yeah, because hearing that story, like that's basically the story for Team Star. I, I, I kind of handed out at it that because I've been following like the subreddit. I, I still need to dive into Scarlet and Violet, but yeah, it definitely rings a little too close to home there. Um, but yeah, we we also like why did they use fucking gimp suits for the Wish Rangers? I have I no idea. Don't know. Are you sure? Um, um, just one question. Are you sure it was Stuart? Because I'm looking on the wiki for it, and it's Bobby. Is it Bobby? Did I did I mix my notes up? Um. You must have done because I'm looking at it now. Like it, um, green no more. Um, Bobby. Yeah, um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Val, what? What's your? What's your uh, opinion on the terrible <laughs> sock costume uh, Rangers? Uh, they are so bad that it's fucking funny. Have you shown anyone else that costume, Tyler? No, I have not. But I ought to. I I think I, um uh I think it was Alistair in your in your um server who who uh, who was talking about um uh, liking uh, Power Rangers. I think you need to show hit him that. But yeah, um uh the episode after Green No More, the missing green episode, um I literally have for that no. Um, good development for Jason, um, actually saving all the Rangers, but it becomes void by white light. Yeah, no, it's it's so sad because he had that little bit of like what what it means to be a leader, and then it's like congratulations, Tommy, you are the leader. <laughs> I, I hate it. I, I hate it because he he just he just fucking got into his own and then if anyone if any actor should be pissed off in power rangers for being undermined it should be austin st john because i, I um, mean he kind of is and i kind of agree with him it's the only time like no yeah you were you got shafted for jason david frank 
It's like, because we gave you these super awesome powers and you get to control everything with your sword, we're going to make you leader because you came back. But, um, like, like, okay. he was at our last uh, <laughs> local con here, and I I went to this panel, because um, I'm not the biggest Jason fan on the planet. I'm oh, gonna... I'm not as well, but, like, Jason was the leader, and then all of a sudden this new kid comes in. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, his story, and there's always multiple sides to every story, um, and I'm so thankful for our local conventions, because they actually allow, like, one-on-one, or, like, you know, little group panels, like, we had, like, a villain's reunion, where, like, Bulk and Skull, and, like, I, I don't know why they consider them in this context to be villains, but we had them. They're not. They really Pam aren't. Goldar, Ivanus, uh, the dude Rancic from um, R- RPM or SP- Time Force. Time Force, Time Force, Time Force. Um, it's a season I didn't watch a whole lot of. Um, we had him. Uh, we were supposed to have um, Zed, but that's right when his um, health was waning. We had uh, Barbara Goodson and um, Carla Perez uh, pop up as like both versions of Rita, one being the the suit actress and one being the um, the voice actress. But anyway, like we had a lot of them pop up. We've had um, Jason Font. We've had um, uh, Zach. Um, we've had uh, I believe it was supposed to be uh, this year. Uh, Jason David Frank was supposed to be there, but unfortunately he passed away. But Anyway, um, and this year we're having Aisha's voice, uh, Aisha's actress being there. But anyway, like Jason David Frank was there during the summer con, and he told the story of like the second he tried to unionize the actors, like get them fair pay, from the cameraman on down to the voice actors, like your. Your Richard Horvitz and all that uh, playing Alpha Five it was the second they started writing him out of the story, and yeah. uh, which is sad because, like he like he said at one point, like he could have basically worked at McDonald's for the same amount of pay. Yeah, no, he he told that story like he could have been a greeter at Walmart, he could have been like uh, a fucking uh, a burger flipper and made yeah. the same amount of money, and it which it rubbed him the wrong way, like. And I agree, because Power Rangers at that point was big. It was huge. You should be getting, like, mega royalties. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even just the, the royalties of it. It's the fact that they used his face for action figures without even consenting him. Yeah, that's uh, royalties. Like, that's what he should be getting paid for. That's... Like, it's they took the footage and made the figures they didn't even utilize like a face scan they took the footage and face scanned that and made the toys they they did so much fucked up shit behind the scenes with that that series that there there was a corner cut for every dollar made it was essentially the story he was telling and it got to the point like where even like during the villains uh panels like bulk and skull were saying like they were the ones inside the harnesses for most of the stunts and like there was moments away from them dying um at times like during the even the like the the production of the hollywood movie not not like any of the the dog shit like specials like it was like the actual like movie 
Like, they had crews there for the first time, but it was, like, so dangerous filming in Australia for that movie that it was so... It was terrifying to them that Bulk almost got dead filming some of the scenes. It's yeah, fucked that's up. That's insane. Can I, can I ask something? It, um... In the um, movie, is it actually them skydiving? Yes. Yeah. I, I, you would have to pay me. Uh, I will say this right now. You'd have to pay me like, um, basically ten thousand pounds up front to ever do any skydiving stunts. I do it for free. I always want to skydive. Um, that being said, like any of my like compensation would go to like the people in my life. If I fucking. I'm just like, ah, I, I pulled my shoot a little too late. Uh, please uh, give the guys, <laughs> you know, like, n- no stuff coordinators on some of these scenes. Like, none. It was like, uh, do what you want. Uh, <laughs> it's the most terrifying words you could ever hear as an actor. It's like, wing it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, Saban was fucking stupid. It was, it was really bad. Uh, I'm going to go grab my DoorDash real quick if you guys want to dive more into Season 2. I'll be right back. Yeah, so, um, uh, unfortunately, by the episode opposite it's the tracks, that's when we lose also Trini and Sack, um, which means up until they actually depart the show, it's just um, voice actors for their role, which is why you never see them on screen with Adam, Aisha, and Rocky. Because um, of, like, the red, like, like voice actors, like, voice like i'm just calling hank hill range because it's like it sounds like like a guy just trying to do like the acts i know like, i i have but he's that. doing it so poorly i have that in there i have awful De- jason dub you could honestly tell that is not austin st john's voice yeah um but yeah since we're up to that point uh in the in the series uh oh if i could go back to it go back I, uh, yeah, here it is. The ninja encounter. Like, why? Intro. Why? 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 Baby stroller. Why? 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 Oh, yeah, the baby stroller scene. That's so outrageous and so long. It's like, what? This, like, this, this stroller has a V8 in it. Why? Which, um, which, um, which, fun, fun note, fun note. It seemed, uh, cause the baby in that episode is actually Jason Dave Frank's son. So it seems like um, it seems like that he brought his son onto the set. It was like his his, uh, his wife was like, "I need you to babysit for, a while, but I've got to do filming." It's like I need to go somewhere. It's like, "Oh, fine, I'll take you to the set." And then they were like, "Why have you brought your son to? Why have you brought your son to work day?" It was probably like, I thought it was bringing kid to work day. It was like, "Fine, we have to write this storyline be- around around your son now." Wow. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be shocked if that was the reason. If that was legitimately the reason, like he had to babysit for a day, so they were they wrote the whole storyline about him being babysit by Balkan Skull. Thinking like the the baby that they were going to use for the episode uh, didn't show up. And then, luckily for them, like, you know, that <laughs> he brought us the work. Yeah, and that's how <laughs> no. the episode happened. 
Yeah. That is my take on it. But seriously, the baby stroller scene is probably the stupidest scene in any in any episode of Mighty Morphin Power that Rangers. Intro took seven minutes. I timed it. Oh my! Yeah, it's like it's like there's so many things wrong with that. It's like it goes into the grass. How is it? It's it goes like, into the grass and no, then speeds I know, up. I know exactly. I know exactly what this inspired. I know exactly what the sequence inspired. Big rigs over the road racing. <laughs> Look, look, how does this happen? It, the baby stroller went into the grass and then it speed up. Like, yeah, how is that possible? It's like it's like the trucks in big rigs like go up the hill and they speed up the hill when that, that doesn't follow the laws of physics. Well, that entire game is so fucking bugged, it's like pointless to even try and dissect it. Can I have a mini yeah. rant for a second? Why? Yeah, go on. Or go ahead. Like, I, I love DoorDash. I love DoorDash with all my heart as a creator. But, I and I also understand why they put the tape over, like, the, the straw hole so somebody can't drug you. But, my brother in Christ, fold it over to where we can pull it off instead of having to stick a knife into your drink to pop it open to where you can have your lemonade. That's, that's all. <laughs> I fucking, I, I love Wendy's, but that's so stupid to me. But also, like, in that same episode where we're talking about, um, like, the, the stroller, can we can we talk about the teacher and how irresponsible that teacher is for just leaving the stroller unattended, basically? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even that fucking baby carriage unattended. Like, if that happened, IRL, like, Child Protective Services would be at his door th that very second. <laughs> Well, I wonder half the time, half the time, uh, if child protective services in real life uh, are even doing their job half the time. Because I see, like, I see um, in my store, like, kids who are like five and six year old coming in without their parents. I'm just there thinking, like, where are your mum and dad? Well, it's it's one thing to leave a kid unattended in the store. It's another thing to leave them unattended in a uh, fucking area where, like, space witches and, like, demigods and all that shit pop up on the daily. But... Uh, and you know they exist because they constantly keep coming up on the news in your right. face. <laughs> yeah. Like, the teacher is so irresponsible there. I understand it's for the plot. But the teacher's so irresponsible. Like, he also left the kid unattended in his fucking vehicle. Like... Yeah. I'm sorry. This this looked like it was the middle of, like, late spring, early summer. Inside of that car would be in the multiple hundreds of degrees. Yep, that kid was baking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like a damn chicken. <laughs> yeah, and also, it seems like um, announcers... Don't get um. Don't get uh, can't remember the names of cities because they call Stone Canyon Stone County. <laughs> well, maybe it's in Stone County. I don't know how their their county system works. And... Unless Angel Grove has to be in Stone County because Stone Canyon's like the neighboring city. That could be too. Like, uh, who knows? Like, I, I they could know. have a made up county for like both these like towns to be in. I don't. It's not... Is that why um, Vasquez Rocks is there? Is that the stone county they're referring to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, also as well, 
Why are they having a ninja battle in a boxing ring? There's a lot of weird choices they do with like these quote unquote like like sporting events right. like throughout the show. And I can like pinpoint every can be here like all day. No, like one hundred percent. Like we have a lot here. Yeah. One one thing I will say about the ninja encounter is that it does one good thing right. It shows Pokemon Skull's true nature. Babysitters. What was the diaper budget for this I, this 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 I, mini arc? I I, I need like to a know. Massive box of diapers, and those are not cheap. <laughs> and the only one that was properly applied was the skull's head. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you pointed that out when we were watching it because I wasn't really paying too much attention to like what was going on on screen there at the moment because I was busy dealing with like IRL Yeah, as stuff. many times as I've changed diapers for like actual babies and adults, I won't go further than that. It, it's a headache. You know, life happens. Uh, but uh, I just noticed that it's like like you you like the, you correctly apply it to like your friend's head, which is harder to do than to actually just do it to like the baby. Right. Like, <laughs> like having applied enough diapers in my life too like it, it's very it's not the I, I know it's like well it's so easy but no it's not really easy when you've never done it firstly and secondly like having just been thrusted into that role and applying it to not the infant is very very challenging <laughs> so Bravo, but also such a waste, like production-wise, time-wise, you know, item-wise, like that that money could have went somewhere else. Like to making this episode a little more more coherent, editing-wise, because there was a lot of jump cuts in this. There was a lot of like bad production value and like the special effects for this batch. Other than that seven-minute intro where they seemingly but like killed their entire like editing budget and also killed their entire their, their entire brain cells because anyone could have just been like okay put your foot out stop it right like that that couple on that bench who wasn't even looking off while everything was going on around them it's like said you might as well destroy these people they deserve it honestly they do um and also, like the dubbing in this this three parter. Yeah, was we've talked the about worst. Yeah, we talked. We already while you were away, we talked about Jason's for dub voice. It's more for good. I call him Hank Hill Ranger. <laughs> he does yeah. sound like Hank. He does. Yeah, it's morphin time. Propane, and propane accessory. We need propane zord power now. <laughs> that steak is too well done. It needs to be made. They actually would have had like no issues with the with the eclipse if it was propane powered. You know, thanks now, for that chime in. Yeah, now that you've said that about the steak um, effects, I just want to see Gordon Ramsay as a Power Ranger. <laughs> You're an idiot, Ranger. <laughs> um, Adam in episode twenty nine. You're the idiot, Ranger. <laughs> yeah, uh, the final yeah. Scorpina episode too. By the way, oh yeah, 
Um, but yeah, like never everything was again. But um, yeah, bye bye, school, Peter. So, so I guess you know more about like Zhu Ranger and Die Ranger. Um, so Scorpina was Goldar's wife in the yes. series, and yeah, um, she would. And they basically and she wouldn't fight. She would fight like a few times, and every time he complained about her fighting because it was like everybody else like around him thought it was like, wow, you're being sexist. In reality, he doesn't want his wife to be murdered by the. The Rangers, right? So, like, that's kind of why they ran out of footage here. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. So, let's kind of. No, that didn't that. stop them in season three because season three, there's a lot of like original. Right. Exactly. Like, it's just weird that they never brought her back. Yeah. Because she was like arguably one of the the strongest villains that they had fought. Yeah, they didn't have anything like like holding them back with that, unless for some odd reason they couldn't like like uh, get the rights to like her like her monster form costume, um, or get the green light to have that uh, costume like you know like shipped to them or something. So, do you think it was more protecting like the lore of Scorpina in the series, or do you think it was more of like? We don't want to sell you the rights to, like, X number of... Because in Season 3, we saw, like, a lot of the minor villains come back. Um, I, I'm just... I'm either, like, they didn't think about it and, like, actually ask to get the suit. And more of, like, that rather than, like, Toei stopping them from doing something. Because Toei is very, very capitalistic in their nature. And they're like, oh, well, this will make us a lot of money with, like, merch sales going back up. Now, some things they won't agree with for, like, obvious reasons. But I was shocked, like, how often, like, they got permission for to use, like, the actual, like, like robot suit. Like, they are very, like, delicate. I was shocked when they used them in, like, in, um, Zenkaiger, let alone this. Right. <laughs> Like, Zenkaiser was a fucking trip. I just recently finished that. Yeah, and I will always argue that I want to see Boxing Nom back. Yeah, it was a wonderful season. I want to watch through it again. But I was, like, I was shocked because they usually have, like, those, like, like, very, like, you know, clean and maintained. They try to keep them, like, you know like, up-to-date properly, and they try to, like, store them somewhere so they don't get damaged. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, dive into that from, like, somebody that's watched a lot of the Sentai. Because it was a, it was a weird thing to me, because they, they did create a lot of, like, we call it, like, Zhu 2 footage. Um, yes. And a lot of them, like, like, popped up pop back up and like you had a lot of like original like zord footage and shit so like that was yeah, kind like of the the jute 2 footage was essentially like some bond realizing oh i don't have enough Jew ranger Jew ranger ended and we're like using most of it or the ones in which like i want to use probably mm-hmm. for a later time there's some Jew ranger footage like even popping up in season three <laughs> Yeah, they they really kind of wrote themselves into a hole and then dug themselves back out of it. Um, but it, it was mostly like, oh, I'm like, I want more footage, but we 
like I we don't have any. So I'm I'm just gonna go ask Toei like. Hey, uh, will you make more footage? I'll pay you for it. Will you make more footage for me? We will pay you, but not the actress. <laughs> right, and that's where they're. That's what actors' bonuses went. Mm-hmm. Um, can can we talk about Tor being joking? A... Half not joking. Right. Uh, also, Tor is the biggest sub on the planet. Confirmed. Oh, he was in pain. Like I don't think he was enjoying that. No, he was. He was enjoying that. But also as well, um, literally, literally two episodes after Tor's introduction, they go, "Oh, this is Tor." It's like we've already seen Tor. Here's this, the the name of the Zord you've been calling for two episodes. One of my favorite finishers ever. It's just yeah. like like Crush helicoptering, helicoptering, helicoptering. Stop. Look down at monster drop. <laughs> um, but I just want to say as well, Sordon, where did you get the brain power from? No, honestly, like, like mm-hmm. I, 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 when that happened, uh, when that happened for anyone who wants any concerts, when that happened, that was so funny. We had to watch that again. <laughs> also, there are oh so my. many, there are so many power ups they never really utilize again. The power oh yeah, cannon. like the can I, can I talk about one like the like the the cannon from like uh from from Die Ranger that they used in one episode and then never used. Honestly, like yeah, there's that. There's also the the power cannon that I think it had one. It was being built in one episode and then utilized in another and then never seen again. Oh. <laughs> uh. It's like I like the fact that they remembered like it like it would have a kickback like after using it and like all the Rangers like Maybe that's why they never used it again. I like that come on now. <laughs> You're utilizing logic with Power Rangers, Luke. I I I will try and be logical because uh, because I have to be the one to be logical, uh, but every time I try okay, to be if logical, you want to be logical, like they have access to the ranger suits is mostly in season three for like oh, you know, well, they yeah. don't they don't use their they don't use their like they don't use their like ranger guns for we'll just get about anything. We'll get in to season that. Three. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll uh, get to that near the end of season three. Yeah, but. Like, 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 I try to use logic, but every time I try to use logic, the plot um, tries to be insane. No, you're, honestly. You're trying to use logic with a tokusatsu series. That that was your first mistake, Luke. <laughs> uh, Tyler brought this one up, I believe. It was uh, episode 35 of season two. Uh, how racist they were with the, um, and he's deafened. God fucking damn it, Tyler. Um, the racist gypsy uh, inclusion here. Yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, I put that borderline racist, uh, and at, at the same time, I um, put in capitals. Billy finally got a roll call. I, it I was more of like, well. like at the time in which, like, it was, it was offensive, but at the same time, this was back when the U.S. didn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's another one of those like, it, it's a product of its time moment. But like, even I'm like, you're audibly like, hmm. Like, come on now. But even for then, it was, like, really bad. Yeah. It's it's the same situation, like, like, a, like, a, like I've been saying to um, Tyler and Party Jams when we're going through our 
dot, uh, dot two um, watch through. It's like it's the same thing when we get to a fourth dot dot two episode called the Talents of Wang Chiang. That is legitimately <laughs> the title, and it's the most offensive racist thing ever. In I, it's not, wait, it's not somebody's name. What? I, I thought it was like the. I thought it was like a character name. No, no. Uh, I think it is a character's name, but at the uh, but at the same time, it, it, it it's is like on the level of like Cho Chang from Harry yeah, Potter. The the only way the only way it could be even more racist is if the N word was said. Well, we don't want that in Doctor Who. No, no, we don't. We don't. We we, we would really be hurting the shareholders but, of the BBC, who are already yeah. incredibly transphobic and other pieces of shit. And um, all and also protectors of um, certain other groups of people that we don't uh, that will not be mentioned. But uh, it has no, the certain... initial. It has uh, it has the initials that begin with um, the words uh, "cartoon pizza." Uh-huh. So um so we brought up the uh the gypsy moment Tyler that you had originally brought to my attention cuz I it didn't even click with me originally. Um but you brought up like how offensive that one was. I'll let you dive into that here really quick. Um Yeah, they they brought in a uh a Romani woman and calling her that uh, G, that a uh, G word. That's actually that's actually a that's actually like uh not a really good word to say. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, and that's why I'm only using it in the context of the series right now. Um, because it's it, it is a, it is in its own saying a slur, but in using it in the context of the show here, um, Bulk and Skull were utilizing it to basically find the the identities of the Power Rangers, which is the entire plot uh, the subplot for bulk and skull is finding the the identities of the power rangers and they thought like well your magic would uh find them and then it led to them finding a photo that ernie had behind the jute spar <laughs> and um and uh, and the woman uh i'm for for con- i'm just gonna call her the, wo- the woman with bulk and skull mm-hmm. um yeah, she she was literally telling them exactly where the Power Rangers were. Yeah, every step of the fucking way, she was telling them exactly where they were, and then it just happened to end up at the juice bar, and then it's just like Ernie being like, "Here's the photo." <laughs> Why do I get the feeling that Ernie um kind of knows who the Power Rangers are? And he's just play and he's just pretending not to know. Well, uh- well, they were constantly like, like morph, like morphing, like in his juice bar, like on the side of his juice, and he's usually there. Yeah, it would. I wouldn't be shocked. It would have. It would have. Saw him one day. It honestly wouldn't shock me if Ernie, if Sordon, um, if if Sordon actually contacted Ernie, like, because we do be, be our cover, Ernie. Because we do see, we we do learn later that Sordon has connections. Mm-hmm. But um, also, like, even in season one, they were morphing in public, like, out in broad daylight, like, near the end of it, uh, because it was, like, dire consequences. They're like, well, fuck it. If our identities get revealed, so be it. Yeah, which makes no... uh, I understand why Sordon in the first episode was like, keep your identity secret. Mm -hmm. But he could have been like, 
un uh, unless in extreme circumstances. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing I never got about it, like, keep your identity secret, but your enemy already knows yes! your identity from the jump. Right. Yes, they don't. And has used it to cop like the like used it against you multiple times. Goldar it's... in particular has stated it in fucking public. Yeah, by it's this like... point in season two, like the point we're talking about in season two, Goldar has on uh, just like out there, like Kimberly, you're the Pink Ranger. Tommy, you're the Green Ranger. Like everybody should fucking know who you are. Hello, Unless they were Netflix. panicking and they Thank ran out the that. way. Yeah, and um, constantly throughout that, through throughout the watch through, I was going on and saying, like, said, if you really want to succeed, you just get Bulk and Skull. You just point to the uh, points and be like, these guys are the Power Rangers. They'd be like, oh, you're kidding us. Just watch. Just it's morphin' time. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus. Boom. Hey, I I'm Tommy or I I'm Rocky here at this point. Uh, hey, yeah, boom, Dragonzord power. Hey, I'm Tommy, the pterodactyl. I'm Kim. Yay, boom. You're really the Power Rangers. Oh shit. Well, we'll protect you at this point. I, I I'm trying not to spoil future things for Tyler so fucking desperately here. I'm dancing on eggshells. <laughs> yeah, we're only talking about like the the Mighty Morphin season yeah. at this point, um, so it's fine. Now I will say that the Alien Ranger. Yeah, and uh, and this this is even proven that the that they would probably keep the Ranger side dead secret, mm -hmm. um, in the because in the episode when it's a Ranger, not a Ranger, when they actually find out the identities, they were like, "Oh, we've got to protect them." Mm -hmm. So. It's like it's like even if they knew who the Power Rangers were, they I I think they would keep that promise. Oh, absolutely. We just like... talk about like how weird Bulk and Soul are. They're like the like the weird reverse bully because they are bullying the quote unquote popular kids, mm -hmm. which I've never seen before. It was extremely <laughs> base for its time, like one hundred percent. Yeah, but also as also as well, the bu the bullying Billy who can kick their ass as well. Uh, can we talk about how fucking cut Billy is? Like I, he is ripped. He is I the know, most I, ripped I, person I, on yeah. set. And people all the day. And people and people are like, "Oh, you're such a nerd. You're such a nerd." It's like this nerd can this nerd can this, kick your ass. Yeah, literally what? though. The entire point of the overalls was just so no one could see how shredded he was. Like, he is more built than Jason David Frank. Yes. Uh, and Jason David Frank has, like, um, four karate, four karate titles, like, four martial arts titles to his name. And then there's Billy, who, like, has arguably, like, the biggest film career out of all of them. Like, David Yoss has, like, the, the most, like, production credits out of all of them, other than, like, Kickstarter stuff like Jason David Frank did. Yeah, I would I would argue looking at but but this based on looking it up, I would argue like Amy Jo Johnson, Kimberly. Yeah, actress, like as I, without a year, doubt, she has the most like 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 as renowned, of this year like, role. She does, oh, as like, of this yeah, as of this year because yeah. she's like an award. Uh, I think she's won awards for a couple of films she's directed. Yeah. 
Like this year, she won a yeah. couple of them. Um, but like as as of when we started filming this video, like David oh, Yost yeah. was um the the biggest star out of all of them. Uh, really? and then there's also like J- Jason Font, who uh, we'll get to later on, out of like the most popular ones, who has like arguably the most robust out of like most of the Rangers. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Which, by the way, um, sign up for anyone watching. Um, Jason Jason Font plays my favorite Red Ranger. I've met the man, and he is like the most humble human being on the planet. Um. I, I honestly, I'm going to slide into his DMs and see if we can get him on the time. Uh, the time oh my god! If if we can get if we can get Jason Font for the time for like that, I tried uh, to get um I tried to get Zach in this one and it didn't work out. Um, but if we can get what if we can get one if we could honestly get one Jason Jason Font like I'd probably have an absolute geek meltdown. And that's exactly why I want to get him in for that because, because, because I know because, you love him. Because you talk about people talk about like, oh, Tommy was my hero, Jason was my hero, what, blah blah blah. No, no, Wes was yours. Wes was my hero just because he was the most average of average people exactly. in, in he was Power the, Rangers. He was the everyman, and that's what he, makes a hero so relatable is being an everyman. And I have never watched Time Force in its entirety. I. Uh, 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 yeah, I know, uh, and it is good. It is, like, top five seasons I, easily. I didn't have cable from, like, the midway point of that season till fucking, um, I believe it was Wild Force, actually, was my, my resurgence for that, and I didn't like Wild Force too well, and that's when I kind of felt Fair enough. It. Fair um, enough. Uh, but, yeah, Time Force, <coughs> like, the final scene in Time Force has to be one of the most gut-punching final scenes ever. Yeah, we'll talk so, about that when we go over it. Yeah, um, I, can, I cannot wait for that. I can uh, absolutely not wait for that. It's just going to be me. YouTube too, it's just, so just, just going to be me, me just being like completely biased 100%. Oh, yeah. I, no, like that, that's going to be me within space. Uh, I, I am trying to reach out to Andros's actor right now. There's a lot of things I can talk about when we're in, in I, space. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, I'll try and be fair and unbiased as possible with Time Force, but it's gonna be, it is it's, really it's gonna be hard. Like, it's your favorite season, and Space is my favorite season. Uh, actually, it's not my favorite season. Really? That, that, that belongs to SPD, but for well, a while, Time sense. Force, Time Force was my favorite season. That makes sense. SPD is such a interesting specimen of its time. Uh, or STD, as um, Tyler likes to call it. I, I, I gotta talk about how, like, there's two very bizarre scenes in Season 2, and they're both stunt-related. Um, one of them was Kimberly's, like, backflipping up a fucking slide. <laughs> yes, yes, yes! <laughs> and the other one is a wrestling move used by Tommy. And it's the finger poke of doom. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not, go look it up. And it's like considered a forbidden move in that because if you utilize it wrong, it can blind somebody. Yeah, it's called the eye gouger. Mm-hmm. And he's using uh, it against a putty in the scene, which I'm going to assume at that point, it's like protected by some sort of shield where like he won't damage the retinas or anything let's be honest it's so, more than likely not oh so yeah basically... I, I, I was trying to give saban the benefit of the doubt but you're so right so 
the move is basically like reminiscent of the um, five-step um, exploding heart technique from Kill Bill. Yes. No, uh, we're... But, like, not, not like, de lethal. It's just, like, it will lead to permanent bl blindness. If, it uh... will lead to permanent blindness, and this is a real thing. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but I will say, one episode that I want to talk about... Um, just because, even though it's a filler episode, it's probably the funniest episode in the whole of season two. Rocky just wants to have fun. Yes. Yes. I, I, like, I, filler I, is a I, weird I, thing. And for, say, everyone, like, and for mm -hmm. everyone watching, that is the official title for that episode. I'm, I'm going to link a GIF that's up on our Twitter. Uh, I'll put it up on our Twitter um, in a bit. This is the one in which he like walks around with his <laughs> yes. hand up. Yeah. Man, get out of here. I just want to have fun. <laughs> well, go and study Brainiac. I just wants fun. to have fun. Like, uh, oh, I'm not going to sing the rest of that because I feel like we're going to get copyright claim for no reason. Uh, given that I got copyright claim for music that I actually have a fucking license to and I'm fighting YouTube right now, yes. <laughs> Please don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know someone who we really should have uh, tried to get for this? David Yost. I, I've gotten ghosted by him. Like, it, it's like, no, no response to his DMs, but like, I understand, like, he's like, extremely busy. So. Fair enough, fair, fair enough. Uh, that, that the makes fact sense. that I've read shots in multiple Power Rangers <laughs> I know, I know, I know, right? I know, right? Um, also, it would be pretty cool. It would be pretty awesome if we could get. I could Red probably Demon. get Misty Flores, who writes the comics now, to pop up. Oh, in cool! And um, we pop. And uh, it would be pretty cool for In Space as well to get Wendy Lee. I'll add that to the list of people that I'll reach out to. Just to see, I just want to see who I can pull with what, what little clout we have. Uh, but that, like I said, I will say if we can get Jason Font, that will be like I I don't care how big we get or anything. That will be the highlight of being part of Control Chaos. Uh, it would be. Uh, I I'm really oh, yeah. hoping he pops up back at our one of our local venues as well. I just had him do like an intro to one of these. Uh, but that'll happen if it happens. Like it, none of these are promises, viewers. This is just oh, like yeah. how much. How much pull we have as a channel. Um, but yeah, like, there, there's there's one callback I really desperately want in the Once and Always episode that's coming up. And it's Bukula. Because we, argue, we arguably have, like, two big things that need to be explored in the Once and Always. Because, obviously, like, once we get to, like, Zeo... And I'm going to spoil, like, one little bit here for Tyler, uh, which I hate doing, uh, but it's it's kind of necessary to talk about this this point here. Um, David Yost leaves to go and be on Aquatar uh, in Zeo, and that kind of leads to, the, like, the once and always timeline here. And also, we have Bukula, because obviously, like, Billy doesn't get his powers back after Zeo. That's, that's kind of been explored. He was already the first to be, like, resurrected as power-wise. Or being aged back to his normal age, right? And there were only five crystals. So those went to, like, Tanya. Originally Aisha, but given to Tanya. You had Catherine, Tommy. You had Rocky and Adam get their crystals, right? So Billy kind of... Becomes like an auxiliary person in Zio. 
And he goes to Aquatar where the Aquatar Rain Rangers kind of develops a crush on Delphine. Wait, so it was Delphine the one that he fell in love with? I'm basing this off of, like, feelings here, but also, like, he just goes to Aquatar. We'll, we'll, we'll utilize, like, he goes to Aquatar, right? But, okay. But he goes to Aquatar to kind of be, you know, auxiliary support there, so to speak. And then we also have Bukula, who said he, he will return, so to speak. Like, he's he's one of those, like, lingering plot holes here for Season 1. And since Once and Always is, like, years into the future, you have Space Patrol Alpha being a thing in the Once and Always. And you also have the, the fact that it's, like, in the future for those Rangers. Those are two plot points I really want to see addressed, right? One thing I want to see addressed is how did Aisha get back since she's in the special? Right, yeah, no. But she's part of Space Patrol to Alpha, right? So I'm going to assume Adam was the reason that Aisha came back. And okay. Because we already see them kind of forming this bond. He's like, I want Aisha back and be part of like the Space Patrol. And SPD kind of patrols like space and sort of time because it's like a spinoff of time force um, it would it again it i i want it to be uh oh sorry ty were you gonna say something now nah, i'm just gonna make a funny all right Go i on. i want it to be confirmed that spd is the origin of time force mm -hmm. i want that to be 100 confirmed like west founded spd which later becomes time force well also in inside of like Inside of one of the comics, like the Soul of the Dragon comic, uh, which is like arguably like you read the one with um, Wes and his partner whose name escapes me, um, Luke, which is one I need to read. Uh, Jen. Jen, right, 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 right. Um, Time Pink. But you also, inside Soul of the Dragon, like, um, Tommy's son is one of the original SPD Rangers. Yeah, uh, and because uh, he was the SPD Green, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was one of Yeah, so, so it wouldn't surprise me if the Green Ranger in Once and Always is Tommy's son. I, I, there's been a rumor going around for years now that Jenna Frank, Jason David Frank's daughter, was going to be a Green Ranger. That... And if if that if that's the case, then I would be perfectly fine with that. Right. I, Me too. I, I I would assume that that's kind of like where we're going here with this, but it she'll be filling the role of his son in the comic, there. Which uh, uh, which that that's perf that's perfectly fine that's perfectly fine as well. Right. Um. So that's kind of like where I'm thinking we're going with that but i wanted to bring up like the bukula and i wanted to bring up like the the billy shafting there because that was their way of writing billy out of the series because he also kind of did the same thing that, like jason and trini and kimberly and all of them did also, it's like, homophobic. well also that too. Like, also that like the 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 producers being really homophobic but he also asked for more pay um, and that's kind of how they wrote him out of the series was kind of like, well, you'll go to Aquatar and we'll never see you again. And then now 30 years later, he's popping back up. Yeah, um, which, which is good, which, which is good. It's finally time Billy came back. Right. And 
it, it's very deserving. Like, I wish we could have Trini come back, but we're having, like, a, a shoo-in of her daughter filling the role of Trini here and that. Which, that's the only thing they... Really, that's the only thing they can do at this point because right. of... Uh, because, uh, tra tragically, uh, Trini's actress is no longer with us. And, like, the, the scummiest thing as a convention-goer is seeing her name on Funko Pops, right? Which... Mm -hmm. Which her her voice actor died, or her actor died, uh, well before Funko Pops were popularized, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, on on a more lighter note, I wanna uh, I wanna get on because we're up to that point as well after the great Bukalo escape, um, Rages back in time. Oh God, please. Yeah, like the if there's one thing Power Rangers is notorious for, it's for taking sides and being it with an aluminum bat, and time travel is no exception. Can we just talk about how fucking stupid time travel is in the Power Rangers universe? It is the most stupidest thing ever because Rangers Back in Time is the first issue with this because why we feel because I have like li literally, literally three questions here. Why we feel the Rock of Time now and not before? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't using the Rock of Time make said go away? Because if you send the Earth back in time, said shouldn't even be at that point. And at the same time, it uh, the T's are turning to kids, but they're still in the high school. How does that make any sense? Wouldn't this bring Actually. Jason Sacatrini back? Mm. Well, again, uh, as Hangasu put it earlier, it's like you're trying to utilize logic in a tokusatsu. <laughs> because there's no logic in this kind of franchise. There's none. Like, it has logic, but it's so messed up compared to our own that it will give you headache. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I, I had two notes um, here for this double-parter is... We have, like, these were the first Earthlings to technically utilize the Power Coins, and we also have the, the Put-Em-Up William, um, which was just, like, a funny quip here from one of the characters. Um, but yeah, like, no, I don't, I don't really have a lot to say about this, because there's a lot of, a lot more to talk about with, like, the other time travel plot, and I already knew that was coming up. But there's there's mm -hmm. so there's so much dumb shit in this, with like the white stranger. And, oh yeah, that's well, West Rangers. That's a different episode. Uh, but I've but got like, right. That's even like you see, like all of these time travel plots come kind of meshed together. Yeah, because it's like uh, for that episode, skipping ahead a couple of episodes is that. Uh, I put it, time travel in big capital letters, time travel never makes sense, and continuity errors between this and Return of the Green Ranger, because that takes place in the past as well, because in both episodes, they, since the command center has been in the same place for thousands of years, they should have been able to go there. Well, also, you also have the fact that that's not the only time that, like, you have multiple Tommies in the same spot. Um, looking right. at you, uh, Dino Thunder. <laughs> and even jumping further ahead, like, I, like, I'm saying, with that same logic of, like, 
like breaking the whole met. can. They, they literally could have like remet Ninja and he would have made. The no, no, they can't. <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't. And we'll get to that point when we get into it. But okay, yeah, uh, but yeah, um, there's just so many plot holes with um, the time travel episodes. Like time travel is just bullshit. Well, you're right. You're 100% right. Like, time travel in general is bullshit, right? But Yeah, also... it only works if you go forward only. <laughs> and even then, you break the continuity of some series if they decide to progress further. Um... Or, at the sa- or at the same time, you go back in time, but you don't interfere in any way. So, Zangetsu... Or, uh... or multiverse theory. Mm-hmm. I... Let's uh let's dive into one really famous one right now. It's um it's really like far from where we're at right now, but I, just to kind of give Tyler a tease, like the Master Morpher inside of fucking Ninja Steel. The, well, while you guys do that, I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Yeah, like that that canonically makes no sense because the. The powers of the actual, like, dino, the dino powers at that point were so far gone. And you also have, like, the Zeo power. They still, well, they, like, they still, like, the dino forms still technically exist. But they're removed from the morphing grid. Yes, that part, that part is correct. Because <laughs> we, we saw, like, Adam technically risk his life in, in space utilizing that without right. spoiling the actual plot of that episode. We saw him um, risking his life for that. And we also saw, like, Zeo being utilized in that episode, which at that point makes no sense because those powers kind of turned into what are we know as, like, the Car Ranger powers, the, the Turbo powers. So, like, those, none of that should have been able to happen. Except <laughs> Um, but yeah, like that, they're just talking about like a, a form of time travel there for Tyler to, well, now he's stepping, but like that, that is just like another giant continuity error there in Power Rangers. Yeah, but, Sorry, but we'll, that... we'll get to that, um, in like six uh, months. massive headache with Zeo, uh, when we get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zio we'll get to pretty soon, but like the fuck It's not out. that Zio itself is a headache, it's just like something that happens <laughs> right after no. Zio ends is the headache. And we'll get to that when it we get to it. <laughs> it's 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 just it's dumb. It's fucking dumb. Which um, is the Power Rangers Turbo movie, which is canon. Yeah, the, the one canon movie out of three. <laughs> and you do technically have to watch that before watching episode. Yeah, Luke and I hunted down what streaming service it was on. <laughs> it was actually on Hulu. Wait, there's a canon movie? Yes. Yes, there is. Yes, there is, Tyler. And it, it is an hour and a half of questionable acting. Because <laughs> it, it tried to be, like, pseudo-Hollywood-esque without, like, a Hollywood budget. Yeah, so it's just a uh, it's just a dramatic, uh, super long ep of the sh- of the show, essentially it, rather than actual movie. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it also introduces one of the worst characters in Power Rangers history. Yes, <laughs> but we'll leave it at that. And we're gonna talk about things we actually do enjoy, like 
Tommy pulling his Tommy pulling his blaster ahead. like a saber, uh, or is Saba like a blaster here? Yes, I love that. Like they're positioning like their blasters, and he's doing it with his sword. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> also, the putty you can't doing shoot anything out of that. What are you doing? <laughs> right, it is literally uh, it is literally a scimitar. Uh, also, can we talk about the fact that Billy had a fucking stalker near the end of season two? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> And the putties did a West Side Story-esque dance in that same episode. Yeah. Can we talk about, like, how the the putties' like, individuality is being stifled by Lord Zed? Right, no. Like, Lord you Zed... You see one of the putties, like, try to put on stick, but it's stopped by Zed. <laughs> like, let them have some agency, Zed. Come on. <laughs> like, they, they deserve to be... Like, more than just a carbon copy of each other. The um, thing is, I feel like they have more of a personality than the Tangas, which is uh, hilarious, because the Tangas could actually talk. Also, like, <laughs> just to dive into the Tangas, like, uh, we watched some of the bloopers from Season 3B, the the Alien Rangers, <laughs> at the end of some of those episodes. And, and mm -hmm. like, my favorite, my favorite scene for the Tangas is where they're in the car wash and get stripped of all their feathers. <laughs> My favorite, of course, is the uh, one in which the Tega is singing while, like, swimming in the creek. Yeah. Are we, um... We're, uh, we're are transitioning. We're, we're, just, we're just jumping around points. Okay. We're, I'm not we're going basically to season order. three at this point. Okay. I, yeah. uh, have, we, have we got part... Have we got past a friend in need? Uh, I just want to say, like, how do you guys feel about like the the monsters designs in the season? Because I think they're arguably the weakest. I oh, agree. Yeah. I agree. Season three. Season three is all just like monster suits from Cocker Ranger, and they, they and their theming is yokai with a modern twist. That is their entire theme of that one. Yeah. So they look like really odd. That's. Yeah, I, I remember them being like Haku Ranger, but like they 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 didn't utilize them to like their actual potential. I feel like they used them more to their roots. They uh, it could have worked a lot better, but they were just like how how we have like this plot and string along like why the monster's design is like this. Yeah, rather than working with it. Let's just um let's dive into the elephant in the room. And I think we can just, like, dive into, like, a lot of this here. Uh, the the premiere of Season 3, right, is a tie-in for... Yeah. Why? Yeah. What is the point of this? Yeah. That's literally my first note. Uh, money for Saban, because he wants his... Watched by people. Yeah. My, my first episode note for this three-parter was bring the whiskey, because... Yeah. <laughs> It's like you like everybody else tries, but the guy who is the mass rider, he gives no energy. None. Let me let me let me get that effort in. Hi ya as, as much as people meme on like 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 you know, Tommy's like like and you know, you know his antics with the karate and the constant like no, at least he's actually trying. And right, he's trying. Right. He's doing something. But 
it's, but you're on set and like you're, you're not like doing like you're not trying at all that's even that feels even worse to me right and <laughs> i dove down like all of these all of these spinoffs and tie-ins and shit like vr troopers beetleborgs teenage uh, like the yeah movie. most of them those are totally they all lasted a relatively long time like mass rider lasted like 40 some episodes and beetleborgs like 50 vr troopers like 50 teenage t- um from beverly hills they lasted like 40 like that was a different that's that's not that's not canon it's not like it's not sentai but it's like tokusatsu style i uh, mean it is a tokusatsu but i'm like i don't think that was done by saban was it i don't i don't know but i like, don't think I, it was done by him i, That's I why just I'm don't know why like, is the, that there i just don't down like the fox kids route um yeah there's a lot of like other like random like all of those lasted around yeah. the same amount of time like 50 episodes they got a and I, was, and I guess it was just like a, a perfect storm of like power and thing and studios were just looking like where can we find right like they, they into all did relatively and stuff. well like, and then later on with fox box they had like they adapted like uh ultraman series yeah, it was a uh, fucking cyber squad, something, something, something. Uh, no, that was a different thing. I'm I'm referring to like um, what Ultraman? I I forget which Ultraman, but it is the actual Ultraman series. Yeah. Well, I remember there was one like when name I was, and all. Yeah, there was one like when I was a kid, like in the early early '90s. Like it was like Samurai Super Squad or some shit like. That. I I know the one you're talking about. That was for Gridman. But yeah, like, they, they all did relatively well, but like, Mask Rider, out of all of them, like, it seemed like the most phoned in acting Because wise. it was. Like, you had- And it used one of my favorite common Rider suits, the Black RX suit, and it, you're just phoning it in. It, it like, how a, dare you? It had a phenomenal cast. Like, it had, like, every- it had every like early '90s big voice actor in it. It seemed like, but it, it just. So... But its lead, its lead actor that one is the master, is the one phoning in it, trying. Right, and it's like, oh, this is an easy paycheck for me. But like, you doomed this production in a way. Um, but it, it's like. It has some of the worst. This this trilogy of episodes here has some of the worst acting. It, it lasted forty episodes after this backdoor pilot was my note. Um, the monster is literally a fucking child. You had Kimberly not even basically wanting to act in this three parter. She was yeah. Like, so I'm sick. Yeah, she's literally like sick in her bed. She doesn't want to deal with it. And then, like, at the end of it, she comes in. Also, yeah, can, we just talk, can we just talk oh, about quickly uh, about how Kimberly, uh, Kimberly is trying to do a spinoff of Love and Alicia except with pink? Yeah, she has an enormous amount of, like, pink objects in her room. <laughs> it, it was, like, overly pink. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I will. I will. I, I did I note would, one thing for this. Um, um, the monster that they brought back, they did a wonderful job of repainting that out. That uh, the monster out uh, like costume, uh, except for the creepy tongue. Tom's weird. Yeah. Um, one um, thing. One thing. I just want to quickly say because it is relevant to me. I just want to make the. Uh, I just want to make a really, um, really, um, um, uh, really poor joke about my ex-girlfriend from like twelve years ago. Kimberly's got pink. Who does she think she is? My ex. Because <laughs> that was literally. Uh, I kid you not. That was literally her whole. Her whole apartment was just nothing but pink. Oh yeah, like pink is. It's really bad here, but um, I also want to talk about one very well-delivered line in this, and it was the dumbest shit on the planet. When the monster oh. was like, I'm going to slurp and burp you. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Especially towards who he said L- Literally, it. put that in any other context, and you'll be like, uh, what you're kind on of kids a list, like- sir. Yeah. Say that to a kid, and you're on a list. Oh. And, he'll, and the monster will say, I'm literally one day. Like, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just created. I can say it. It's like, it's like, wait, why are you putting the other kid in the in the police? It's like, well, this this monster's a day old. This is reminding me of like, that one scene from DBZO Bridge where, like, Cell's like, I'll huff, I'll puff, and I'll blow you down. Girl's like, he's 11! Cell was like, I'm six! Never, never forget that they did an entire Sinatra production for Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Um, and that was amazing. Yes. Uh, like audience, my... you should go watch Piffle. It's really good. Um, so this was the, the season of multi-part episodes, by the way. Oh, uh... yeah. And some of them are extraordinarily unnecessary. <laughs> what? What? Well, like, okay, the the one I want to talk about is the fucking Hate Master double parter. Yeah, I had that. Like, I was oh, just yes. it, the it, worst. It, it is literally the worst of these multi parters in this it, season. Big capital letters. No more rapping. Yeah, I. We, we have sadly, to more we're gonna get more rap. I'm sorry, power of we're getting more of it. it. At least through in space, we're going to get more rapping. No! <laughs> you can't escape the trend of the 90s, I'm sorry. Um, also, I, I what, love, was I love everyone, Ninjor. Was everyone seriously trying to copy? No, this is a story all about how my yes. life got fit, turned yes. upside down. It was down. the 90s. It was like when Bart like turned, like turned came around, like, you know, with the Simpsons. Late 80s. Like well, also, early '90s, it's like rap like got more main like you know popular like mainstream wise, yeah, and so everybody was like, was like, "Oh, we gotta start rapping now," even though we... this was definitely like the era of like the NWA popularity and D12 and all of that shit. So you you had a a very big presence of rap in pop culture at this point. 
And yeah, it's kind of ironic because weren't parents saying rap rap is evil? Yeah. They do that with every forms of music, like even like country. Well, I mean, country like, the is devil's evil. Music. Country is evil. Like, well, even like random stuff like people yodeling was considered yeah. quote unquote devil music. I bet at one. Oh, one hundred. What about what about Christian rock? Yes, What's yes, it, it forces people into Christianity, Luke. Just the agnostic peg in here, uh, but no, like we 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 also have like the best true season premiere here in episodes four to seven, and Rito Revolto destroyed one of my favorites. Yeah, the best villain in the entire series. Uh, and we also have I, I know so I guess you love him, but. I love him in both series because I love him as like Junior and in Copyright, but I also love um like Rito as well because they're very different. They are personality wise. But also And I love that contrast. And also that suit is fucking awesome. It is. It is like one of the best one of the best suits in Tokusatsu history. Yeah. But I, I still find one character annoying 20 plus years later, and that is Ninjor. I love Ninjor! <laughs> I love how eccentric he is, and it's I'm like here, him children! Him and Ninja Man literally, like, feel like they literally took Ninja Man from, like, from Conquer Ranger, and he didn't change not one bit. They, he really did it, and that's what I kind of I kind of respect how they adapted him. But at the same time, like yeah. this voice actor, it, it it feels like nails going into my ears. Yeah. Uh. Well, fortunately, we don't have to deal with him anymore. I'm so glad he's. I'm I'm sad. Because um, I love him so much. Ninjor. Uh. Ninjor, my favorite uh battery in all of all what, what of, like, Power Rangers. One thing I want to say is that um, about this is that it's kind of funny how people were getting uh, were getting pissed off about uh, each going each going um, bleach getting new powers only to get them destroyed. But that's exactly that's exactly what happened in uh, in Power Rangers. They got the new sword footage just to destroy the swords. Oh yeah, that reminds me. It's like yeah, they got sword footage. Like really. Well done, Zord footage. And also, I want to talk about like the one beetle monster kicking the Thunder Megazord so hard that it turned back into the Mighty Morphin Megazord. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but uh, that footage was hilarious. And, we... and also, we got introduced to Lieutenant Stone here with this yep. uh, with the it, one of the up. most goaded like uh, recurring like cast members ever. And also. Also, we got introduced to the Frog Sword, which is like the strongest sword of all. Yeah, it is. It is the most broken like sword like ever because it's like not only like it can shoot out miniature like like clones of itself that it can blow up. They can breathe fucking fire. Them. Yes, they can breathe fire. It's Kareem. It's Karibo. It self shots on contact with the enemy. Uh, and also as well, it's the best. It's the best step because you can uh, you can fill up all the all the all the graveyard with nothing but toads. Also, and also, Wolf Sword jumps good. It jumps good. <laughs> it jumped off a skyscraper. 
It jumps good. So, Adam, Adam, you should be proud to be the frog. Right? Yeah, the frog is awesome. I, I love the frog. Like, I, he, he, like, Johnny Young Bosch clowns about, like, the, the fucking, the ad lib in the, the actual, like, movie movie. But, like, the frog zord is, like, the most broken zord on, out of every zord we've ever had. Like, it is so fucking powerful. But also, we have one other major plot point here in this three-part premiere. And that is the absolute reaction to Bulk and Skull joining the junior police here. Yeah. No, everyone's joy. Everybody has their mouth open and Kimberly's like, like, um, like, Uh, is the funniest out of all of them. She's like, these two idiots are going to be cops. Let me leave, please. I already didn't like cops, but imagine the confidence of Falcon Skull. Oh boy. At, at least, the, like, despite, like, their antics, it's like, as them, like, trying to be, like, like, you know, trying to be trainee cops. Like, I, at least they're trying. Right, throughout this season, they actually put an effort into something other than being bullies. In fact, in this season, they're not really bullies. Right, and like half of season two, they stop being like bullies to more over like, like figure out what the Rangers' identities are. Yeah, they stop being bullies so, so much. So the Rangers actually had a pop on their lives. Yeah. And researing that directly within series continuity. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I did have it here after the Hate Master episode, um, the potion notion with great ca- great skull character development moment because he Kimberly actually acknowledged him as a friend right. in that episode. No, like they they do consider them like comrades in a sense, like yeah. some sort well, of like I don't want to call them like close friends, but they consider them like. The friends you have on, like, reserve for, like, when your plans get cancelled kind of thing. Yeah. Well, considering they're the only people who talk to Matt on a regular basis, I guess that kind of qualifies them to be their pals. Yeah. Like, they're, they're the back. They are the more backers. like the people who constantly annoy them, like, throughout the day. Like, these, like don't get it twisted. Rangers are popular kids. Like, they do constantly have people, like, talking to them or they're mentoring a lot of other kids. Right, they they're like doing their like ju- junior like karate duties. They're doing like their their things like bettering the youth at the youth center. They're doing all of their like important tasks throughout the day, but at the same time, they they really like I, I wouldn't consider them like the the stellar role models that the show builds them up to be. But they fucking try. Like the Rangers try to be everything that they're built up to be. Whereas Bulk and Skull kind of are there in the background, but they also are like the foundation for which the series is kind of built. Right. On. They are like they're there in the background earlier, like bullying the Rangers despite the Rangers like being like really popular kids like in the school point, which I find hilarious. And like Bulk and Skull are like like the like the nerdy kids who aren't really that popular, but they're trying like they're the, acting like they're the quote unquote tough guys and bully around like the popular kids, which that is kind the of funniest like, concept I've ever seen in a show. Like, and they kind of like seemingly graduated off screen here because they they you don't really see them in class 
in season three. No, that that's what I'm saying. Like they, pre- I I guess the only way to um uh to um make sense of it is that since they uh, joined the junior police force and uh, they passed, I guess Lieutenant Stone was like uh, gave them an early graduation. I don't think they like quote unquote graduated early or like they're getting like like yeah, they were getting like some credits from doing that, but they're doing like they're like they're still doing their schoolwork like on the side as right. they mentor with or like, or they're you know. doing like kind of what I did like because they're like it's a little different circumstance, but like I can kind of relate it into like life experience here like. I had so few credits left to do it as a student that I just decided to go, like, instead of me sitting here for eight hours a day wasting my time, I went to an alternative education class and kind of, like, took my last couple credits that I needed to do for my, like, high school diploma and just graduated that way. Uh, they could have done something similar here, but, like, with their, like... Now, there is one other character that did literally do that but didn't leave the school and like we'll get to that like did we get to that in this um in the alien ranger season uh i do not believe so if not we'll get to that later and we already know which person we're talking about because they they show up in season one (laughs) i think that's turbo that we get to that bit okay okay so Uh, i'll just leave that at that uh, but also, like, you brought this to my attention, Zangetsu, and I, this is something I didn't know, because, uh, Titanus appears in Season 3, even though it shouldn't be a thing, uh, and it was because of how many more toys they had, like, in reserve here. Yeah, so they put the toys together to create the Ultra Sword. Um, and that was, like, a lot of the Zord footage here was utilizing, like, Titanus with, like, the, the Ninja Megazord. Um, yeah, and it's using like the 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 shogun like the toy shogun ugly like pink arm. It's yeah. the arm's supposed to be painted white, but pink for some reason. Yeah, it's, uh, it's. I don't I don't dislike the color pink, but it's just that that wasn't the arm's original color was even in show. Right. No, it was just like spray painted or air painted uh pink here in this case. Um, and it looks hideous. It's like it's not even done like good. Yeah. Even it, in that case. Yeah, and um, that started like in season three, episode twelve and thirteen. This is where like they finally utilize the the shocking tadpoles for the frog sword and the fire breath. Um, and this was like a uh the other wrath monster, which was like the hate master as well. Um. But yeah, and we just go down down the line here with like uh the Christmas episode being a thing, which doesn't need to be a thing. Uh, oh yeah, the Christmas episodes always like in most cases in Power Rangers they just suck. And we also had like the Love Master episode here, like right before the Christmas episode. Oh yeah, and I find that funny. It's like like yeah. the whole time they're just trying like fence. It's like curing this stupid mess that was created. My, and at the my, end of it, like my singular note was praise Fenster for stopping this madness. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. at the end of it, it's just like, it's like, wait, we cured a why? Why is why is Rita and Zed still like each other? It's like it's almost as if the potion never had an effect. On 
yeah, because <laughs> as we as we saw as we saw in season two, Kimberly ended up in um, Rita's outfit, which was meant to be um, said's ideal mate. Yeah. Which so, means he had a crush on her. Yeah. Since he hired her, which is yeah. kind of kind of problematic. But you yeah. know what? <laughs> problematic. Problematic. Uh, but especially he's, he's already evil, so it, it, it makes <laughs> especially when he becomes a he becomes way too sexist. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I oh, oh, the sexist man in the metal thong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that, should, also... that should be a book title. Somebody, yeah. somebody, jot that down. Uh, but he also like has <laughs> moments of being extremely based. Like said, it has his moments. Uh, but uh, like... like when he's like like when he's thinking about having a baby with Rita. No, that's not base. That's problematic. Because uh, <laughs> the world doesn't need that. Uh, but yeah, the thing I put down for the Christmas episode was the only note I put down was no, please, anything but this. Yeah, it's just so... like oh, we don't have any powers because uh, the the, the Santa's magic prevents us. Yeah, yeah. the power and, of Christmas prevents. And the power, us. and the AKA, power... they needed to clean the suits. Yeah, and the power to show a kid not giving a, a crap about being there. <laughs> oh, come on, you Why am I here? Or that one kid with the outrageously long list, but only got a teddy bear. <laughs> and again, Bolt 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 and Skull demonstrate what they're good at: being with kids. Yeah, like they they that's definitely not foreshadowing, other than like Lieutenant Stone's kind of in the role. Uh, but can we can we talk about the the stupid name that they gave the cat? Because that's the PC. P C. Park cat. Park cat. Oh my god! Is that the reason why? Yes, that's literally what PC stands for. That is okay. They literally said it in the episode. Aisha, I, Aisha, seriously, couldn't you have come up with a better name? Uh, At least it's, it's a bit more creative than the cat's actual name, which is Cat. Yeah, but we, we have the return of Jor <laughs> in this episode, like, after having been locked in a bottle. Uh, we also have Kimberly's exit starting here. And we have the fascination of Rita and dumpsters. I know. But also as well, we have probably the um, uh, one of the best said scenes ever. Him actually getting to go into the command center. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like Zed inside the command center is one of the most terrifying images from Power Rangers, like the the Mighty Morphin saga at least. And I I had that as my wallpaper, like on my first like computer for the longest time. This is Zed sitting inside the command center all menacingly. And need we remind you, he almost killed Kimberly. Yep. Yeah, we we really did have like uh, uh destroy. We don't we don't want the the K word. We can't have the K word. Uh, yeah, we can't say kill on on live television for a kid show. We, the but, the, but, but, the broadcasting which regulations doesn't make... will. Which doesn't make any sense, considering they say uh, they say um, 
the D word. Um, yeah, they the, constantly keep saying destroy in other words. No, like no, that no. I, the actual, the the actual D word. Like in one episode of Tears oh, yeah, of the Turtles, they said that. But oh, yeah. the the issue there is, it was somebody that was already that word, I believe. Um, but now we're a few seasons away from the moment that we actually see a character actually that word on the rangers yeah but once we do like we're, we don't really shy too far away from that uh darker side of things oh no a quick shout out to the falcon zord uh constantly screaming at the megazord give it season combined <laughs> Yeah. Also, shout out to having a bird that has missiles for wings, or yeah. his guns for wings. But 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 we can't have guns. We can't have actual guns. It's just a blaster. Gun falcon. <laughs> but we can have gun falcon. We can have swords <laughs> and swords. And in good old chunky house, I love Shogun Megazord. It's one of my favorite Megazord designs. I'll admit it has started to grow on me. So it is shaped like a a, a feudal cast, a feudal like Japan cast. Yeah, it, it's one of those moments, uh, the, one of those designs, really that actually you have to kind of sit back and appreciate, like it historically, um, kind of like how they utilize a lot of yokai here in this season. Because a lot of the plot doesn't make sense until you dive into, like, yokai lore and yeah, how that fits into the universe of the Power Rangers. Another reason why I love this Megazord is that sometimes you'll see it, like, on camera, like, pray for the, like, the just destroyed. Mm -hmm. And that is so sick. And we also, in this season, we have... Possibly one of the worst designs possible, monster-wise. And we have the fucking fact that Adam is able to roll Tinga like dice. But did you see, like, the in-between frames for Tinga being rolled like dice? And what they did special effects-wise? Um, I don't remember that greatly. Um, no, I don't remember. Sure, so it is literally a pile of crow feathers that Adam releases. <laughs> it's not even like actual like raven feathers. It's like crow feathers he's like throwing out of his hands, and it is like keyframed out back to the Tinga suit falling in midair. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, so, like, I think, like, only somebody that's had a little bit of editing experience would notice that, but I'm like, you can track the amount of frames between the feathers coming out of his hand, out, <laughs> in that triple part. Yeah, I only noticed, like, the silly stuff that is, like, super obvious if you, like, you know, that everybody can see or, like, anybody who, like, watched, like, I, the I just, uh, counterpart like, scene. It, it's just but so... You, it's just like right. so funny, like they they pour like billions, like oh god, my focus rate just fell. 
Um, this is a billion dollar franchise at this point, right? And they pour like maybe seventy dollars into a dude that's like on the yes, which I find hilarious. Like after like after one, like the budget for the show should have like increased dramatically, and it barely raised like forty dollars. Right, that forty dollars went to the diaper budget. Um, but yeah, like, we also had, like, the, 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 the moment of Zed mocking Tommy's hi here in the same three-part episode. Yeah. And, in the same, there, there's, like, like, why don't I do some karate? T- it's such a, it's such a unique three-parter because we also had, like, Bulk and Skull imitating Baywatch at this point, too. Yeah, so with their old-timey bathing suits on. That look like they came from the county jail. Uh, from 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, th- that that whole, like, introduction to, like, the Shogun Swords here, because Kimberly's lost her Pink Ranger powers, or, like, her power coin, at least, was so, so fucking funny, because it gave so much, like, comedic relief here in this batch um but and you can think back in retrospect is like these are like like theirs were like the or at least the ninja zords were like based around oh yeah 100. Uh, if you're thinking about it like power ranger wise oh yeah because uh, clearly ninja made this <laughs> oh yeah for sure and then like Immediately following this, we have, like, the single, like, canonical full-team use of the the shark cycles. <laughs> nope. Uh, I, I, oh, yeah, yeah. Nope. Like, did Kimberly use one of the, uh, her shark? Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah. She she used it, and then, like, we had the, the, the moment where Catherine is presented her shark cycle later on in the season. But she never utilizes it at all. Nope. I'd, they have the nerve to have it in the opening. <laughs> we gotta sell those toys, Luke. Yeah. But um, one thing this um, uh, story arc with Catherine and Kimberly does as well for the first time, we actually have a ranger injured enough like, oh, they need to actually go to the hospital. Not only do we need to go to the hospital, we see like exactly what the side effects of being a Power Ranger really is here. Like, you you have had, like, Zordon dive into, like, during the peace conference, and I want to cycle back to that for a moment and, like, tell a little bit about the comics alternative to that. But we, we have, like, what Zordon considers one of those moments of importance in the character of the actual actor here. And in this case, like, Kimberly going to the Pan American Games and doing her gymnastics, which before this entire like season we never really had mention of, because that's Power Rangers for you. But you also like. But we've seen like she does have interest in like gymnastics. Right, but we like, never saw like her take like class. We never saw her like dive really deep into it outside of like. And it did explain like she never had like actual coach and she just was self-taught yes pretty much and you know like we also see that she's like a self-taught musician earlier on talking to like zach before the the peace conference uh but and like 
IRL, like Amy Jo Johnson ha- is like a folk musician. Um, but... and also yeah, and also a gymnast as well. Right, like they they kind of dove into like the actual actor's background there, which is really something that's awesome. But we and in this like episode, this little mini arc here, like we see like Zordon be like, "Hey, this is good for you to go and do this thing, pass on your powers," kind of like nod, nudge here. Um, but it almost was like like he was willing to like utilize just the Shogun Zords instead of. Like the actual Ninja Megazords until, you know, they found an easy replacement. But obviously, Catherine was right there, having found Kimberly, you know, burnt out like at the end of her rope here because she's burning the candle both ends. Like training with that coach, who was like a red herring for like a a criminal here, um, which is like the dumbest thing ever. No one thought he was a criminal, but Vulcan Skull. Right. Right, but let's like, be honest. <laughs> like it, it played into their story arc, uh, but we we saw like him being like, "Hey, you need to focus down on like training and doing all the things because it's like what a real sports coach would do. Like, you need to commit a hundred percent to this thing and not like seven thousand other things are going on in your life. You need to be ready to kind of do all the all the sacrifices that are necessary to be a pro athlete. You know, you're." not going to have any free time to be with your friends. You're going to have to do all the the training and all that kind of shit. But you see how exhausted that made her near the end there where Catherine found her and Catherine having regrets for being like this evil person and kind of having her little mini redemption arc before she gets the coin. But also that lingering side effect of like Rita's spell here might still be in there to this day, kind of. Which is yeah, an interesting tidbit leading into this like anniversary that we could see, you know, resurface here. And just a little food for thought leading into April. That's definitely something we want to cover. Um, but we also like cycling back to like that that peace conference talk. It, instead of them going away to a peace conference that was their cover in the comics they actually become the omega rangers which are like an intergalactic ranger conglomerate which ties into a lot of different things in the comics without spoiling it for viewers but they interact with a lot of different alien races they interact with like the whole shattered grid arc they interact with like ko35 which we'll get to in the in space season and Andros pops into that entire arc along with Zane, which is another ranger that are in the In Space uh, season, uh, without spoiling it for Tyler there. And it leads to a an interesting plot development called the Death Ranger, which is like a galactic level threat for the Power Rangers. And that's all I really want to dive into there. Um, yeah. Dive... If you're interested in that, dive into the Boom comics as well. But you you really need to get to the Shattered Grid arc before you really give it any forethought. And that there's where it really, really picks off. I think it's like episode or issue like 35, 40-ish in the uh, Mighty Morphin comics. And then 
you get to uh, split off where it goes to Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. One of them kind of ties into like the day-to-day -day lives, and one of them dives into like the Omega Rangers, which is like the three that leave the team during that peace conference arc. Um, but yeah, like enough of that. Um, after Catherine joins the team, we have some interesting um, developments plot-wise here. And yeah, we see her selflessness we also see utilize uh ninja being utilized as bait constantly throughout like a decent uh chunk of the remainder of the season 3a and we also um see the fact that they don't even want to utilize those uh shogun swords for a while which is baffling in a way oh yeah for sure um and like we have like we were saying at the beginning with um, Billy's major character, but like his highlight moment comes in this um, in this little batch with um, him actually defeating a monster single-handedly when nobody else could. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, um, Bricky, the brick monster. Yeah, the brick bully. The brick bully. Brick bully, which is like the worst name for a monster I, ever. I love the call back to like the... Like him asking who wrote "Go on me" was the funniest shit I ever heard. And also, we have um, two other major foreshadowing moments um, with Tommy and also Bulk in the same episode. Oh yeah, uh, we also have um, in the episodes like twenty nine to thirty one, we we see like the actual like disrespect that um arita has here and we also see a lot of disrespect from ninjor to goldar um in this batch but i there's one thing i want to bring up and i i tell me if i'm taking this a little too far in my brain but in episode 28 in particular was bulk and skull a little bit racist when they were dealing with the rastafarian or was that just me they were just really paranoid in general, like with with a lot of people. So they've done this a lot <laughs> throughout this season. And they pick random person to focus, and they would bring them in, and it's like, oh, oh, we saw them doing uh, blah 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 blah. They have to be part of this. The Rasta man has a monkey and also has a bunch of bananas. Therefore, he's the criminal. But yeah, I think it's less racist and more like uh like profiling. a random kid's logic. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Uh but Which like, is still bad. Yeah. But they, at least they didn't do it for the reason like most people today would think they did. Also, Rita calling Goldar an ape while just making fun of the like monkey was kinda like the same vein of jokes to me. Um but yeah, like well, he, uh, he at least he like actually is the same right, thing that right. she's it, mentioning. He is like a, an ape, which did not dawn on me till you brought it up, and I'm like, oh, I am yeah, he's stupid. He's literally based off of one of the flying monkeys, of wizard. Yeah, of yeah, it's like the it's the obvious Wizard of Oz connections because apparently Barbara Grudson was told to do read its voice as a Wicked Witch of the West, which, which makes sense because that's what Bandor like. Like um, their G Ranger counterpart is me. based off of the Wicked Witch. 
this never dawned on me till we started diving into this together. Yeah, it never dawned on you that she has three like henchmen who or apes. And it never dawned on you that and two of them technically has wings. Yeah, and it never dawned on you that Sordon was clearly like the wizard from the Wizard of Oz. Never. Yeah, they went in deeper with that parallel with Zordon. It never clicked. It never clicked. And ironically, you want to know what's cra- you, uh, ironically, you want to know what's great? Like, Oz, Australia. We finally have an Australian in the cast of the Power Rangers with Catherine. It never clicked. Not once until you brought that up. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, can we just talk about the Master File three-parter? Uh, oh, the, the, the fucking glitter armor? Yeah. Oh, lip, him lip, spitting out an egg? Uh, I yeah, will be I, right I, back. Yeah, I, I, my notes had for this were, like, the very interesting plot point that the palace on the moon, yes, they live on the moon, don't, the villains, don't judge me. Um, it's uh, been, like, pointed out multiple times that they live on Damn. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, very interesting that it was once uh, a palace for good, which has been corrupted, uh, but the metallic armor has to be the stupidest battle armor ever, because it's not battle armor, like I said, it's just glitter, building up new armor to be glitter. It's just glitter, and like, their helmets are painted a bit darker to match the said glitter. Yeah. That's but- literally it. But also, it's kind of it's kind of funny that the one guy who gets the one up over the Rangers um, is literally someone that quite literally throws up an egg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He and... went straight up King Piccolo and just popping out egg, uh, egg. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I do love I do love this free part for one reason and one reason only: Master Files' little party. He's like, I'm going to destroy the Rangers, but first there's going to be a party. <laughs> that has oh, to be God. like one of the most, that has to be like one of the most surreal moments in any Power Rangers episode. Like just partying at the juice bar and nobody, and everyone's like being uh, too scared to even do anything. So like, hey, let's just party. But also like, Zangetsu brought up, like this is like the moment, oh, excuse me. The moment they actually utilize the blast move again. Yeah, and it's like, uh, and also I had a, I had another thing as, as well. Like Tommy has Saba, but he never uses, he hardly ever uses Saba. I could get the point. Like after like like season three, like most of like Saba's purpose has kind of diminished because his whole purpose, thunder. But he can still use it. He can still use it for, like, his, um, quote-unquote, like, sword kinesis. He can throw it and it'll come back. Mm-hmm. Like, why he's never, like, done that. Or, like, Saba's, like, laser ability. Yeah, Saba can shoot out lasers. He can but put yeah. the sword in the opposite direction and Saba's head will shoot out lasers. He's never used that properly. But realistically, like, its main purpose was piloting the Tiger Zord. Yeah, and it does have some properties to control the other Zord as well. Um, mostly to combine with said Tiger Zord, but 
he does it does give him the authority to like other stuff. Right, we saw it maybe once Zord. in season two. But yeah, that... what the part in which, in which like Kimberly wasn't piling hers, and yet they were still able to combine because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that, like it, it's kind of a pointless power buff. Um, but uh, Blobber and Ninjor's battle was quite an interesting finale to this three-parter. Um, I absolutely love Blobber. Uh, the blue blobber here because it's one of those villains that can like make the actual team think and actually act on their feet instead of just like I smash big thing. Whereas like in this case it was like we have the power of Ninjor. Do you want to risk losing it forever? Do you want to actually defeat Ninjor? Do you want to like lose your life to the Zords? It actually kind of made them act. Instead of just smash, which is something that the Power yeah. Rangers at this point have become. And Ninjor's been like very important to the team even when he didn't necessarily show up because he created all six of the Power Corns, right? Venner of the original Dino. And then they, uh, like Zord, like speaks up, like, oh, when I got the command center, I found this app, and it's like, oh, it connects the dots back to Ninjor. Right, it it actually made them think like actual humans here instead of like giant, you know, smashing brats. And despite the fact that Ninjor is like actual size of that of a mega, he is he is a he is their friend. He is their uh, a mentor figure to them in sorts because he is there for to help out. Hey, you need me to beat the shit out of a monster? Do that. You can call on me, yeah. And he is also the literal battery where they like their source of their powers come, like that point. And season two run. and three, and he's literally their literal battery in season three because he powers everything. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, but yeah, like that fight was really cool. Um. We. We had in, like, the second episode of this, like, Zed and Rita not moving to stop Tommy and Catherine at all. <laughs> like, there, yeah. there are so many moments where they go, like, hey, if we just stopped these two, we could have just prevented the entire part three of this and beat the Power Rangers. Um, those are just, like, my notes here. But, um... Luke, as much work as you did on narrowing down, like, voice actors, I want to bring up one in particular here that nobody could source. And if you are able to source it, put it in the comments. If you made it to two and two hours and 50 minutes into this fucking video. Blame uh, uh, Discordia. We cannot source, like, the voice actor's name even. Like, yeah, I, I legitimately was trying my hardest to find that. Uh, to find that voice actor. And, and like, it, it reminiscent of, like, the whole fact, like, the animators in Promise Neverland Season 2 didn't even want to be credited. If I sound like this on the episode of Power Rangers, I wouldn't want to be credited either. Right, because, the, like, the, like, the actress could have been, like, actual. They, like, had this role and then other. But, like, apparently, nope, not apparently she has a face. She has a Facebook. Really? 
Oh. Yeah. Um, Diane H. Um, oh, you, D- oh, you found her. Yeah. You found her. You found uh, her live in the middle of the recording. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but, but like yesterday, l- like or like two days ago, you you couldn't find her at all. Yeah, I was uh, I was trying to find information on her, information on her, but aside from the her Facebook page, that was all I could find, and there's literally nothing on her Facebook page. Yeah, like uh, like mine, like it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, and, and it's a privacy settings thing, probably is like she just made it like only like industry people can find me. Um, yeah, it, or like close friends and whatnot that she, you know. Yeah. Um. So let me actually look at her really quick and see if I can find what else she has rolled at, uh, been a role in. Um, um. There is someone with the same name, but I think it's a different, different person. Yeah, it has to be a different person. Um, Diane Gillespie. Season Mighty Morphin 3. Uh, let's copy her and put her into a Google search really quick. Uh, she's a singer-songwriter. Um, and uh, she's voiced maybe in books. Um, but uh, she also, like Power Rangers uh, fandom... Like, that is her single role in Power Rangers. Uh, yeah. She's pretty private, apparently. Oh, well, I don't blame her. Like, yeah, I uh, like... Here's the irony of being a celebrity in any caliber. You you find um, sites like Unmask.com where you can unravel her public records for a small fee. I'm not doing that. I'm not a cunt. Um, but also, like, people find her free. Uh, you can uh, find her. F- yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not doing that. Jesus Christ, internet, please stop. Anyway, um, I guess it's the Diane Gillespie, and she might have done some audiobooks and some things there. You found that in live time with us. Um, episode 33, the final, uh, the finale of season 3A here. Um, can we just talk about, like, how Bulk and Skull at the end of the world here, uh, their break is, like, a literal mood. Like, <laughs> the 10 minutes into their shift, they're like, oh, we've worked enough, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, 10 minutes into their shift at this point, they literally were attacked by Master Vile, and time was slowly unraveling. I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd take some time off, too. Um, Rito's quips uh, were uh, spot on in this one, and the, the Power Brats arc begins here, were my notes. Uh, the Power Brats being the birth of the uh, Mighty Morphin prepubescent rangers here. That we see oh, we're getting to the season. Alien Rangers part. Yeah, that we see throughout Season 3B. Uh, yep. And I... And I only... I only I only know the names of two of them. That's fine. 
Uh, only part I dislike about, like, I actually like this part, like, a lot. I actually enjoyed the alien part, other than, like, their, their, um, the filter that they use for the alien race. Terrible. Uh, yeah, that is terrible, because it's like, you can hardly understand them half the time. I am the That is the only part about this entire thing I did. It's it's pretty. Is the time shenanigans parts weird? Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be weird, but that's the only part I generally did. Alien Rangers like filter we get it they're from underwater it doesn't mean you have to make them I have yep. so terrible and also as well <laughs> alpha step on the fuse step on the fuse alpha like Oops, on the fucking fuse alpha why didn't he do that i don't know I don't know what to do. There's this giant, like, seven-foot fuse outside the command center. I need to this bomb. Let me take this tool that Billy created. Ah! Uh, but I will say, um, the best thing that happened in this, in this, um, in this whole saga um, was the whole idea that, hey, Rita has said, we're not going to waste time now. We're going to, we've got the power coins here. So let's do what we should have done a long time ago and destroy them. So yeah, the, destroy the non, uh, the ninjetti like power coins. Yeah. Uh, so, so I hate to, like I said, it, like I've been saying, like, I hate to say it, people said was better off with Rita than without her. Well, there's, Definitely. There's, there's that. And there's a lot of factors that kind of led up to this. Like, you have, but I, I, I want to dive into one fucking point here at, at episode one. Go ahead. Why? Why were they throwing children in the back of a fucking cop car? That's what I'm asking. Like they did. They like the only crime these kids committed at this point was the emergency curfew that was never announced. Until episode three. Ah! <laughs> uh, now we're throwing kids in the back of cop cars. We're traumatizing children one cop ride at a time. For uh, a Jesus crime of not being with their parents. Which Catherine and Tommy played the role of the parents to bail them out of jail, so to speak. <laughs> Which was literally the exact same thing that happened in the uh, in, in the rook in the little rascals movie. And also like South Park and Family Guy and every adult animated show on the planet. But yes, at this point, Little Rascals was the inspiration. The Little Rascal one actually makes sense because Saban, like as a kid, probably watched it. But like Jesus Christ, the cop did not think to look under his uh, like a police cap here to find his glasses to be like, oh, wait, that's two kids in a trench coat. Yeah. Wait, that's two that, kids in a trench coat. That, wait, let me get my glasses. The crystal gems. <laughs> that um, that uh, that cop had went without his glasses on. Is basically the same eyesight equivalent as my mother. 
No, honestly, same. <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. That is literally how my mother acts. She's like, Luke, I can't see anything without my glasses. No, same. Like, I'm... Even I am blind. Like, I can't even see my fucking monitor, like, a foot in front of me without my glasses. <laughs> I, that's why I but don't yeah. drive, is I'm legally blind. But yeah, the um... things I have trouble with without my glasses is, like, seeing, like, details on, like, people's faces. And that's about it. That's oddly specific, but that, you know... <laughs> but yeah, going back to Rangers, uh, the Rangers of Aquatar opener, um, the other range, um, again, like with the time travel, the other Rangers shouldn't be here. Yeah, like, no. e like the only Ranger that physically should be here is Billy. Well, depending on like how far back they take it, maybe Tommy would fit. But no, because Tom Tommy was a new kid. That moved to Angel Grove. But, like, we don't really know, like, his family's history to the to any extent here. Okay. Right, right. Oh. We don't know. But the only one that would, like, absolutely, like, be weird being here is Kat. Cause yeah, because she's Australian. Australian. Right. Like, the other ones, they could fit. They could have been in, like, elementary school in, like, like, you know, Angel Grove, but went to, like, the other town nearby Right, like the like I went to like a pissant town's like elementary school, but like the second I hit middle school, I went to like the big city's like middle school. Okay, like, it's, a, it's a possibility in American sense, but like to the extent of like where these kids actually fit in the reality of everything, like Catherine definitely doesn't belong here. You could so argue, like, we could have, like, we could argue, like, because of all this shenanigans going on, it just creates a paradox. And none of this actually mattered because of said paradox. Well, like, none of it actually matters, like, 11 episodes from here. But. Yeah. Yeah. It does matter because they are kids, they have to get help. Yeah. The only things that really matter, that really matter in this, um, in this, um, in this part of the story, are um, are Tommy finding the Arrowhead because that is going to become important in well, CO. Tommy finding the Arrowhead in Catherine's like, well, Aisha's story arc matters because Tanya takes her role. Yeah, and, and like I said, the problem with Tanya is that she shouldn't age up. Uh, well, Tanya shouldn't age up, and Catherine's like story arc here is like a little bit important. In the sense, like, she actually goes back to her home universe here. Like, her actual, like, the Australian Outback. And we see a bit of it. But other than that, like, nothing really matters story-wise. Yeah. I mean, we find out, like, Rocky is, I guess, quote, a Mexican. If his, um, if his um, grandfather is um, from Mexico. And that Adam is... never it... touched again. And like, Adam is quarter north korean also never touched again like none of this Only other part that is... mm -hmm. like none of this other stuff is ever touched again which is the sad part because we actually get some backstory for some of these characters but... yeah the only part that is like will come up like um uh for an important like plot point is the tom like yeah 
and even that realistically isn't overly important to the actual story of Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it should have been like uh, we'll get we'll get to it when we get to CEO. But I'm gonna I, I I'm putting a mental note down is why wasn't why wasn't this uh, why wasn't this plot point moved into this plot point? Why um why couldn't they use this uh, this um actor? And also, uh, just to dive into this entire arc, because I don't have a lot of notes here, like, episodes 1 and 2 and episodes 9 and 10 are, like, the actual ones I take more than one note of, but can we, can we dive into the fact that, like, out of everything that uh, the Alien Rangers actually brought in, it really, overall, outside of, like, gathering the crystals for this like spinoff or the mini series, not a fucking thing was important. <laughs> no, like, it, was just, it was just um, it was just like the alien rangers, you know, keep like like the the evils like occupied while the rest rangers as kids could find the crystals. That was that was the point of the alien rangers. Like, I and I yeah, was, I need was... more cocky ranger footage. Like, yeah, then for to use the rest of the Cocker Ranger footage, like, hey, we want these suits are goaded. The Cocker Ranger suits are goaded. Like, they're, oh, absolutely. They're, they're they're great suits. Like it, you see in one scene, like Delphine's coin, even like you see like her morph, so to speak. But like outside of that, you don't even see their morphers. You don't see like anything that is actually important to Cocker Ranger. Outside of the monster footage and the Borgs, like you see the, the battle Borgs finally, but not another thing in this entire season is really overly important until you get to episode two of Zeo. Yeah, they could have they could have established more on like their by like ninja. Oh yeah, we too have also gotten our powers from ninja, and we want to help him and you guys out. Like they could have established more of that because, see, obviously because the the footage and everything else suits and stuff are connected. But you know, right. in Power Rangers, it's not fully stated why, and that would actually. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, uh, there's a lot here. There's a lot here in Cocker Ranger. Cocker Ranger is a phenomenal season of Sentai, but like, I feel like it is the most underutilized in all of. Like this, this arc of mighty or uh, out of Power Rangers, like it is the most underutilized, and I feel like we don't see another season this poorly harnessed until maybe Megaforce. Oh, I would, I would have to agree with that. I would have to, I would have to agree with uh, with that as well. Because every other season of Power Ranger at least utilizes the footage somewhat properly until then and, and that's saying something because like those of us who have watched it know that turbo nearly tanked this franchise and like ratings wise turbo was the most horrific in the entire series until I megaforce i think I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was like you know poorly done but you can you could obviously like you wouldn't like notice from their dialogue you could look at like the 
actors' like faces and noses, like. But ratings wise, like they 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 kind of wanted to move on. Yeah, it, it was yeah. a lot of the ratings, and then like in space, or at least it. Tommy, for example, maybe not the other, of course, yeah. but that that's a debate for an, an entirely different video. We're gonna yeah, go. With, I, you know, I feel like it's gonna feel... be a lot shorter than this one because we're talking yeah. about three seasons and three seasons and a half of right. material. Yeah, like we're, another we're, ones we're, we're just like... gonna be talking about one at a time, like. The, yeah, unless I, it's I like honestly, Mega Force and Super Mega Force. Yeah, I and like the whole point of like these is like we're talking era by era. Like we'll we'll be talking about like from Zio to Lost Galaxy in the next video, uh, but there's not going to be a lot of bouncing back and forth between it's like source material, source material. We're just going to be talking about like Zio and then like Turbo and then in space and then like Lost Galaxy. But and then I'll talk about like a, a little like nugget of like, hey, did you know this 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 is from this or like that, and that'll be yeah about it. Like yeah. I th I think there was a lot of like intersplice stuff from uh, like in space. He told me like there was a lot of like Zord footage that might have been like overly used. Um, in in space, like other than like the Zord footage and like a few, there's like all. Like, that is, like, um... And, of course, like, some of the ranger footage, but, you, like, none of, like, the source material took, like... All of that was on Earth. Right, right. There was no actual, like, quote-unquote, in space, because it was just high schoolers, like, on Earth. That's what their counterparts were. But right, right. Enough about that. We're talking about... We're talking Alien about Ranger and Power Rangers. Rangers. We're talking about rangers who are fish... Who are also ninjas, and, yeah. and there, there's one episode in particular in the near the middle of this that was like really confusing to Luke and I in particular. Um, are the fish considered sacred in Aquatar? Um, I don't know. Maybe they're part of like it's, um. It's um. It's because when um they saw Bulkan Skull fishing, they were like uh. What 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 are the two you call Bulk and Skull doing? And they're like, um, fishing. Um, oh, for what? For the fish to do what? To eat them? And Delphine is like, uh, nah, like, bitch. It's like what? Yeah, maybe they're like vegetarian. Maybe they eat like most like like some form of vegetation on the planet and don't yeah, really eat meat. Yeah, but they were yeah, but they're treating it as if like as if they like the fish like, were sacred, like the cow like, in India. Yeah, like a, our cow. How if you went to India and you started eating beef, you'd probably you'd probably get executed. Well, maybe for that. maybe they're like some saint. Uh, like 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 a carp or some like it started off as like a goldfish, became a bigger carp, and then they became humanoid. <laughs> I guess, but there's no I. I actually want to interview one of the um, the the writer of that episode. That some uh, if I ever got a chance, to just ask them like, was this to imply that fish are sacred on Aquatar? I uh, wait one second. Um, let me let me see if Delphine's actress is like active on Twitter. Yeah, point. It could be like like what you said, like fish are like sacred on there, and they don't 
actually like necessarily fish some form of uh vegetation or uh, on like on their planet in order to survive. Uh, she also provided the the voice of the sorceress Hexabua in Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. And my ad is Gamersops. Uh, use code Goons in the co uh if you need to get any Gamersops uh right now. Uh, Jesus Christ, she's hella active in a lot of actual footage for like Disney Infinity, Red Faction Gorilla. Uh, Law and Order, uh, Ratchet and Clank. She was in Big Bad Beetleborg. She was in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Nice. Uh, I I'm going to DM her on Twitter real quick while we're filming this. Um. So stay tuned for the Zio uh, episode if she yeah. reach out for us. Yeah, cause uh, then we'll probably have an answer or she. She probably forget. She's probably forgotten that she was even in Power Rangers. Uh, I would have if I was actually in a Star Wars franchise. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, she can't. She can't forget because on her, on her Facebook page, she has it. She has Delphine as a profile picture at one point. Oh well, yeah. Well, uh, that reached out to it. Um. Anyway, let's, uh, so my final notes for this is, um, episode seven, we have the new Tengu, which was one of my favorite, like, gag scenes. Um, episode eight, we had, uh, Rito is borderline word I won't say on YouTube, but yeah, she, he is, he is a dumb dumb. Oh, like, we love him. Like, it, to be fair, he is undead. He might be undead, but like, even he's when he's clearly a, a giant skeleton man, that's the dead as you can get. Like, when there's a sign that says "Command Center this way," and the skeleton man can't follow the sign that says "Command Center this way." And he activates said bomb that you're carrying to blow up said command center. He is that word. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm pretty sure the comments will agree with me on that one. Um, and then obviously in the two-part finale, like we have the end of Aisha. She's replaced by Tanya. Which is like the biggest middle finger, as Luke would call it, in the entire franchise. Yeah, for... I would say to uh, any range of departing. Although coming up in Seal, there might be something that will take that will take the cake even more. Something that uh, everyone in the fandom was like, "What the hell?" You know what? It's the snowboarding free part. <laughs> oh, the you, John's letter. Yeah, that thing. We'll, we'll get to it when we we'll get, get to, to it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I said that with Aisha, but then I remembered that I was like, oh, the stuff. Also, you it... have one other one that is technically in Turbo. Oh, oh, we'll get to that with Turbo. 
Yep, like, we'll get to that. Um, like, Turbo is, like, the giantest middle finger to a lot of these actors. And I yeah. hate it for that. Yeah, like, pretty much. Uh, I think Turbo is got, probably going to be the most divisive for all of us. Yeah, because we're going to have to watch that movie first. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about, like, if maybe some of us might actually like most of it, or... Well, like, they're well, stupid. Again, they again I enjoyed the second half of Turbo more. Um, yeah, Turbo's second half is okay, but, like, Jesus fucking Christ, they had no idea what they were going to do with that first half. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, yeah. The finale... Yeah, so... The finale of alien ranger here before we we dive into like final thoughts because we're reaching alien ranger was a bunch of shit we're reaching what wait what what was that tyler i said that that it was fucking lame like we're reaching three and a half hours so like tyler's right like alien ranger had a lot of great ideas but it didn't know how to execute them poor properly here as my my biggest thing is i'm i am three of these dragon swords that are like 75% 75% alcohol in. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm trying... Later on, could you ship some of those to me? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it, is, it is... The recipe is on our Twitter. Um, I am drunk, drunk, and I am trying to salvage it so we can get into the progression series after this, because I really am in a, a mood to duel, and I... Okay. I'm clasping I'm just a predator. Cl- I'm clasping I, a predator cup, and I can barely hold on to it. I'm that drunk. I I, I am just messaging on all, but now to see if he's still up for it. <laughs> so if you have made it three hours and fifteen minutes into this recording, you have enjoyed me being incredibly intoxicated, possibly the most intoxicated I've been in close to a year. <laughs> uh, um, and let us and let us um know that you actually watched the video this long by uh calling like the falcon zord wanting yes uh if you made it this in far the comments. Uh, if you made it this far type a caw in the comments uh or or uh uh what what did you call that one megazord from uh the Sh- the shogun megazord the uh the i always call I, yeah. I, Oh, yeah, I call it Chunky House. If you if you if you made it this uh, look in modcast like uh, chat thing, you'll know why. If you've made it this far, comment uh, comment that the dragon uh, that the dragon sword in fighting mode is uh, Mega Sword with a hat on its head, like Tyler did. Oh my! It was like Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! This will never end. So I, I gotta I gotta bring up one final final bit from the comics so you can kind of dive into where we're going to be like parallel canon wise right so the Zeal crystal is like a big plot device right now in the comics but like Zed and Zofram and the whole like Zordon here uh, bit that we're dealing with in the comics uh, basically like. Uh, throughout all of the canon, you have had one con- constant here, and I think like everybody can agree based on what they know or what they've actually watched here at this point. Like the Zeo crystal in the wrong hands is a devastating thing to the wrong powers. Um, 
So, and in our universe here in the show, it was destroyed and then it distributed to be the powers for the new Zeo Rangers. Inside of the comics currently, as of issue 105, it is the, the feud of a war, so to speak, mixed in with the fact that it was what turned Zed evil because he had malicious intent when he touched it. Kind of like what you saw if, like, remember back when Catherine was telling it, oh, Jesus Christ, on Getsu, that is like, that is a chunky house. Um, yeah, that's what it looked like before it, like, started to walk. <laughs> so, um, everybody remembers, like, when Tommy was going to touch the Zeo crystal to kind of break it, and it was like, Catherine was saying, like, if you touch it, you're still evil, you'll be destroyed, like, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I sent in kind of a picture that was part parallel to that comic-wise in the, the mod stuff text here. So that was, like, basically, like, right before Zed turned into Zed. And now, obviously, in the comics, you see Zed limping his ass into... Zordon's command center, talking with the rangers, being brought back via life support, yada yada yada. And that's kind of where we're at comic-wise, with Mistress Vile kind of trying to tra track down the Zeo Crystal, harnessing its power, gaining more evil shit from Master Vile. At the same time, you have Andros and the rest of the in-space team kind of being active, that isn't like, tied into the actual canon of the show. So you have Andros, Zane, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm trying to not spoil anything for anybody that wants to um, actually dive into the comics. But this is just me diving into like where we're at plot-wise, parallel to the comics. And these the Omega Rangers, the in the context of the show, um, oh, the Peace Corps Rangers, the Peace Conference Rangers, whatever you want to call them, are dealing with the fallout of an evil alpha that kind of fucked up the files and like the machine empire and also the omega ranger zords so like you have an alpha that was abandoned by zordon for being too powerful slash evil to actually fix so like in the end of alien or Alien Rangers, you saw that Alpha being, like, stashed in the storage unit of the command center. So that Alpha was kind of theoretically based on fan theory, the Alpha that was abandoned on the moon. And okay. kind of fell into the power of Mistress Vile slash Rita Repulsa. So now I've kind of explained away parts of the, the comics to kind of actually tell you where the fuck we're headed, while also tying it into the actual Mighty Morphin series slash the Zeo series that we're diving into. We haven't got to the point where, like, the Zeo Rangers are actually active or haven't activated the, the Zeo Crystal here. It's still, like, a plot device inside of the Mighty Morphin comics or... We really only have one canon comic, which is really fucking refreshing to my wallet here. Thank you, Jesus Christ, boom, compared to the fact that I have eight active image subscriptions for the Massiverse. Uh, that's a side, side rant there, but 
We're down to one comic right now, and it is just the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I definitely recommend you reading it if you want to dive into the parallel canon slash whatever you're dealing with here. And following along with what we're doing right now, because next month we're going to start diving into Zeo, and that is going to be a trip for all of us, because it is a phenomenal series, Go Go Gold Ranger, uh, Zeo Powers, and we have Turbo in that whole mix, and fucking In Space, and Lost Galaxy, this is going to be an ongoing series until we catch up to cosmic theory and i think luke you myself and zangetsu at least are going to do i don't know about tyler if he's down for it but we're going to do a video separately on the mighty morphin once and always uh in april uh, oh definitely. definitely definitely i'll be down for that I'll be down for that because i think it's only gonna have pro elements based on what tyler has seen yeah, so it would be perfect for Tyler to actually dive into right when it airs then. Um, so when that airs in April, we'll do a video on that because that will air before we're done with Lost Galaxy, which will be the end of this next episode of this podcast-style video, which, Jesus Christ, we need to end. So uh, final thoughts, everyone. Well, this uh, – go on, Tyler. Oh, you go ahead, Luke. I was going to say, this has been fun experience. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to continuing it. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed uh, watching these episodes with y'all, even missed a few of them. Um, so, like always, we will call into the sunset, waiting to combine oh. the Tickler Megazord. I don't know what I just said, but <laughs> I, I I'm not even it. the one drinking. <laughs> I respect that I am the one who is actively intoxicated right now. Uh, I'm drinking my own home-brewed drink right now. Uh, Tyler, any final thoughts before I get mine? Uh, this was a fun experience, and I apologize uh, for not talking that much. I did not take notes, which was a mistake. Yeah, I just went mostly off of memory. Uh, I, uh, but the later half of this, because I didn't catch up in time. So, yeah. I, I, I'm a whore when it comes to taking at least, like, minimalistic notes, because that's something I was taught in college. Um, so, like, Luke and I took actual notes, so, like, our notepad is probably, like, at capacity at this point. Um... But, like, Tyler, uh, I, I really respect the fact that you dove into this headfirst, having never experienced a Power Rangers episode before. That is a big baller move for me. Um, and definitely you get more props than Ann Arbor, who just has sat in the background of a couple of these recording sessions, or, like, actual, like, of filming, like, us watching them sessions, whatever you want to fucking call them. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm testing him right now to see if he'll actually view this video <laughs> to call me a jackass in the comments, but it, it takes, it takes a lot to sit down and watch 67 episodes to 135 episodes of a series, and I, I really admire the, the bravado to do something like that. My actual final thoughts for this is I really... 
I am really glad that we're not dealing with the revision of the series because I do not think my brain could handle sitting through Go Goldar Go or Green Ranger Go or any of those tracks again. Frankly, we don't want to have to sit through 30 episodes of the same show twice just for sparkles. Right. You mean um, you don't want to hear about, like, Goldar's tonight in the middle of the day? Right. Uh, not just that, right? The the revision is such a fucking divisive thing, and I, I agree with a lot of the detractors. Like, it is pointless. Like, there there's a difference between, like, wanting to actually sit down and enjoy a series for the first time like it, it's a great idea for those who don't have the patience to do what we just did but it is also a thing that you it really didn't need to fucking exist it was just made for like yeah the oh, the, the cash equivalent mm -hmm. of a ad revenue basically it's, yeah i'll notify one reason why it was pointless at the time it was done by disney but thing disney was also re-airing Mighty Morphin and other seasons of Power Rangers mm -hmm. again I, I, on ABC Family. There like, was literally no point for this. Like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong uh, in the comments or you, Sangetsu, Luke, or Tyler. Um, but at the same time, weren't they re-airing like the Green with the Evil Saga, which was like arguably the biggest marketing point at the? Yes, at the I time. think they were. Yes, yes, they. Yes, they were. Yeah. So, they like, if they were airing, like, Green with Evil, like, Green with Envy, and White White, like, those are the biggest merchandise pushers. And that is, like, we we can, like, Luke, you and I particularly can dive into, like, how much Disney pushes, like, Star Wars merch, for example, right? Yeah. And, right. and uh, like, they, they did not need to make a revisioning of that via, like, whatever studio they did. I, at, the, at the time, like, their their big budget was, like, going directly at that time to Attack of the Clones, IIRC. And, like, that was one of the most divisive Star Wars films at the time. Now, arguably, like, now we can dive into like, Last Jedi, but at Back when this was airing, it but, was like Attack of the Clones because you had Jedi committing unalive. Yeah, uh, but that's a video for another day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the only things I didn't like about revision other than like them adding sparkles and removing some of the scenes in which my Right. That's yeah. the only thing that changed. Yeah, and it was kind of a pointless season, but, like, that was airing around the time of, like, uh, Lightspeed Rescue, Wild Force, etc., etc., and we'll get yep. all of those individual seasons inside of, like, an era arc, and that will be, like, the and Disney we'll arc. talk about some of the things about, especially Wild Force, things I uh, have to talk about not dealing with you-know-what. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, Tyler discovered that was a thing, like, middle of an entirely different experience, and I had to explain to him, like, that did happen. <laughs> uh, Wild Force is an interesting uh, depiction, and I, I am in particular favor of 
like once we get to in space like that is going to be like my like big thing because like i love that season of the the most and then like past like the last season i even watched an episode of before dino fury was ninja storm and i did well i should say i did watch a couple episodes of like megaforce because like I watched it while I was flipping through, like, Nickelodeon and watching, like, Bakugan and, like, a couple of other seasons, uh, series, but, and, like, um, Tough Puppy was, like, my thing, like, that, that, uh, Butch Hartman show, but, like, I did see a couple of episodes of, like, Megaforce and Super Megaforce during, like, my Tough Puppy era, but, other than that, like, I have no, like, observant knowledge past like wild force was the last one that i actually watched like a bunch of episodes of so it'll be very interesting to dive into that until like luke drug me into like dino fury so like everything past that will be like my virgin experience so to speak which i've been pretty much keeping in touch with like that entire thing since you know which side note that that has been one of the best um, things I've ever do, I've ever done on Control Chaos. Getting Vex to watch Dino Fury. Uh, you it took a lot for you to get me to do this this series, and then the moment you convinced me to do the series, I went dick first into it. Like I I I have enjoyed every moment of this, despite like me being distracted by like real life circumstances behind the scenes. Like, I have been, like, 100% invested in this series in particular. Yeah, and, definitely. And if you followed, like, like update videos and everything else besides this, like, you know how checked out of this particular s- channel I am, like, content-wise. So to get me involved in this has taken a lot on Luke's perspective, and I respect the fuck out of that. Because I, like, there's a lot of shit that I don't even want to touch. And Power Rangers is one of them that, like, I have been invested in since he has got me invested in Dino Fury and everything past that. And I give one million percent credit to Simon fucking Bennett. Yes, definitely. Simon Bennett, uh, I've said this before, I've said, I've tweeted him this, he's like, he gets Power Rangers. Like out in the actual like Power Rangers brand Simon Bennett gets it and the overall canon of it I give credit to Kyle Higgins, Ryan Parrott and Missy Flores because those are the three people that have like really really and Marguerite Bennett to a little bit of a lesser extent because she's done a like little bit of like the uh, Power Rangers like Omega Ranger stuff but, like, those writers in particular drug me back into this in a, like, comic standpoint of things. And I I fucking love the fact that they have gotten me to revitalize my love for the series. And all the respect in the world to them in particular. Like, I, like I could go yeah. five feet to the right of where I'm sitting right now and go get, like, autographed copies of, like, my, my actual comics of this. Um, oh yeah, um, yeah. Dino, yeah, Dino Fury was the season that re re energized my love for I Power have Rangers. Zero knowledge of Dino Fury other than the Death Ranger 
and that was no no dino fury no dino charge dino dino, uh, charge, dino fury yeah, like, uh dino fury is like the one thing that actually like live action wise got me uh dino charge like the death ranger was the first thing that i covered power rangers wise on this channel um because of the shattered grid event of the comics uh, you can go back. I think it's an old Azazel's Den video. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm I'm dating myself content-wise. But that one uh, was one of the things that really got me. Um, and that was just because that event was so mind-blowing to me from uh, a comic standpoint. There's so... And as somebody that's been, like, prepped for a lot of, like, crossover events from, like, Marvel and DC... The way Boom handles their events, they don't treat you like an idiot. They they're like, hey, I know you've been reading both sides of this, like from the Go Go Power Rangers at the time to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers at the time, and then colliding in this crossover event uh, to where like the coinless, where like the people that have had their morphers like taken over by Lord Dracon, to the point where like. Lord Dracon was taking over like different universes of Rangers to kind of power up. It was such a unique experience. So like yeah, one thousand percent. Like I owe a lot of my revitalization of this fandom to those writers. But with that, I think that's a piece for me. How about you guys? Peace for me as well. Yep. Peace for me. Kaka peace. All right. I, we will see you Kaka in the next video. Peace.